A criminal organization out for revenge. Hires a mysterious assassin to take out a sworn enemy? Can the authorities stop this killer, only known by his code name, before it's too late? All this can only mean one thing. We're comparing the Day of the Jackal and the Jackal on this episode of Retro vs. Reboot. Parker. I'm Dan Bulick. Welcome to another episode of Retro vs. Remake. Remake. This is the series where we compare movies and their remakes. Join us as we answer the question, should this remake exist? Today's films are Day of the Jackal and The Jackal. Alright, jumping right in. The Day of the Jackal, a 1973 film starring Edward Fox, Michael Lonsdale, Terrence Alexander, Michael O'Claire, Alan Badel, Tony Britton, Derek Jacoby, Dennis Carey, Cyril Cusack, Maurice Denham, <laughs> wait till he hears, Delphine Seyrig, Jacques Francois, the most French man in <laughs> Olga George Picot, uh, Raymond Jerome, Barry Ingham, Gene Martin, and Ronald Pickup. I did all those names just so I could get Ronald Pickup in there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about like five of these people. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Fred Zinnemann. Written by Frederick Forsyth, who wrote the book, The Day of the Jackal, in 1971. And Kenneth Ross, who did the screenplay for the film. The music is by George De La Rue. And then The Jackal, 1997, starring Bruce Willis, Richard Gere, Sidney Poitier, Diane Venora, Matilda May, J.K. Simmons, Richard Linebeck, John Cunningham, Jack Black, Tess Harper, Leslie Phillips, and Steven Spinella. Directed by Michael Caden-Jones. Screenplay by Chuck Fair. Music by Carter Burwell. And as I slightly mentioned, both films are based on the 1971 Frederick Forsyth novel titled The Day of the Jackal. Dan, what is your first experience with either film? Uh, believe it or not, Rachel, this is not my first experience huh. with either film. I have seen parts of the remake uh, in my youth. Uh, I was surprised to learn that it was a remake. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was like, what? That's a remake? Um, I remember seeing parts of it. You know, it's kind of like a... Bruce Willis fan, I guess, because I like the Die Hard movies sure. when I was younger, and uh, you know, I remember my buddy rented this, and we were kind of watching. We were like in and out of the room. We were all just, you know doing stupid kid stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember a lot of it. I do remember the only scene I guess I remember from my youth is uh, when he's doing target practice with Jack Black. That <laughs> that scene was just like, oh man, I yeah. can't wait for that to come up. Other than that, uh, I didn't remember it, and yeah, obviously I've never seen the original. Yeah. So. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, it's my first time seeing either film. I'm sure I've seen parts of The Jackal. Um, it seems to be a running theme online as well. Uh, parts of Jackal, like, on TV at some point, but I never, like, sat down and watched the movie. So, uh, first time for both films. With that being said, uh, <laughs> this may be a lot of your first times with the films. We'll jump right into our synopsis. So, this one's interesting because... The same things happen, but one's more, I guess, fleshed out, I guess we'll say. That'll come up. Uh, synopsis. A criminal organization believes it was personally aggrieved by government forces. In retaliation, the criminals hire an international hitman operating under the code name of the Jackal. They hire the hitman to assassinate a government official. This Jackal has a long history of assassinations without getting caught. His true identity is a complete mystery. 
As he prepares for the assassination, using a series of disguises and stolen IDs in the process, the government turned to an expert to identify him. This expert has to work fast to solve the mystery of the Jackal, as the target of the assassination refuses to alter their schedule. To make matters worse, there's a mole in the government's ranks that is feeding the Jackal tips to keep him one step ahead of the authorities. After some time, the mole is discovered and removed from the group. This helps the expert, who is hot on the Jackal's tail, but the main disguises and plots prove to be too much. The Jackal has everything in place for the assassination. In the last-ditch effort, the expert is able to locate and thwart the Jackal moments before the assassination. Each movie then ends its respective way. Those are the bones of it. There's a lot to fill out. Yeah. Pretty much there's a, an assassination of a very high political figure, mm -hmm. and this guy is a pro, and ultimately it's the race against the clock to stop him. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, you know, because the plot is effectively the same, good place to start is the characters. Um, there isn't necessarily consistency in the film as to characters in terms of names, what they're doing, <laughs> how they interact with the plot. But uh, like I said, the bones are there. So we'll start with the most consistent character. <laughs> uh, in the 1973 film, we had Edward Fox, who plays the Jackal. Beautiful piece of work, this. Uh -huh. Really excellent. Nice. And in 1997, we had Bruce Willis, who plays the Jackal. Interested in an intermediate range system. High cyclic rate. Man portable. Compact vehicle mounted unit. Wealth tower. No smaller than 7.62. Um, Edward Fox was a relative unknown at the time. That was kind of the reason they cast him. Mm. Um, just kind of first impressions of him. Uh, he he's British, <laughs> so he definitely comes across as kind of like um, almost like a Bond type character. Like even though he's a villain, he's like well put together, um, very professional, only about his business. And uh, you know, I think that that serves his character throughout the film because he is sort of dapper, but he's also a blank slate. So it allows us mm -hmm. as the audience to kind of go with the changes when they when they are there. Yeah. Um, any thoughts for you on there? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. He's this blank slate. He's very proper, very clean cut. Um, yeah, almost like Bond, like you said. And it's, yeah, it's easy to go along on the journey with him because he's not like a typical mustache twirling villain. I guess right. he is the villain ultimately because we have to stop him, but he's not painted in this light where you're just like, well, he's a terrible person. You're just like, well, what's going on with this guy? Yeah. Let's figure out like his whole process. And we do learn every step <laughs> every of the process. Single. I'm just going to say that the original film, very thorough. Yes. You don't skip anything. So if you're wondering how to go from how to plan an assassin against a high political yep, figure, yep. Jackals. Especially the Jackals. Yeah. Very good movie to watch. But um, overall, yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid performance. You know, he does have a turn, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And then I do forget, like, why do you do that? All right, he's the villain. Right, <laughs> right. Because like, he is... He's kind of likable in a way because he's not um, really terrible and he's really good at what he does. Right. So he's very, like I said, very thorough as well. And um, he's just very professional and matter of fact. And there's like it's very certain way things have to go for him to do his job. And he's all about the job and he doesn't really take anything too personally. And if, if it's just in the way, then that person just has to go. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very methodical and professional mm -hmm. in that way. Like it, 
I think you're locking on something that I noticed as well is that the way the film is shot, you're following him like a protagonist. Yeah. You know? So um, you're right. When the turn starts to happen, I'm like, what? Same thing. I was like, what? Why do you do that? Yeah, well, why would you do that? It's like, I just want you to assess me that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess also just to kind of frame things as well, in the 1973 film, the Jackal is kind of hired to um, assassinate uh, basically the president of France. Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> you know? So, like, there, there's that level of, like, international intrigue. So, like, Different people are looking for him um, across the globe. So it's kind of a more international film in that way. Um, and I guess just saying that to say that, like, it takes a while before we figure out who's really chasing him. Right. So, like, you're just so locked into his story right. and his process. Yeah. There's no, like, because if he's our villain, there's no real hero <laughs> right. to follow for at least the first hour. <laughs> you're yeah. like, who is I don't know. These are all the good guys, but... Where's my good guy? Right. He's really not there for a while. Right. So you've got Edward Fox basically kind of carrying the film. Yeah. Um, and again, like I said, it's just process. Like, here's my disguises. Here's my IDs. Here's how I'm going to get my weapon. Um, it, you're right. You go through every step of the process with him. Um, mm -hmm. From the beginning when he's like, this is my price. This is how you, you're going to pay me. Uh, this is the type of weapon I'm with. This mm -hmm. is uh, my hotel. This is... Right. This is the type of car I need. This is yep. where I'm going to get my fake ID. This is where I'm going to go through that whole thing. Right. That. Everything. Every, <laughs> Every little detail. Uh, but I guess that's it's kind of like the character yeah. in that way. Yeah, it is very much the character in that way. Versus uh, Bruce Willis. Um, his version of the Jackal, too. I, I am initially getting that kind of like... They're trying to class him up. He's like very smug and like put together. Like he looks like he has expensive clothing and uh, you know, smug is really the only thing I can think of. He's just kind of like, mm -hmm. like <laughs> I got this. And <laughs> after that initial take, it gets into like Nick Cage level fun for me because it's like <laughs> so many costumes in disguises. Like the original Jackal, as much as they say like he's a man of mystery in disguise. Not that many disguises. He has like three, I think. <laughs> he doesn't even dye his hair until like well after like we're like we're really close to the assassination. Right. Like they've been after him for like weeks now yeah. or whatever, but he's finally changing because he killed certain persons and then he just decides to dye his hair. But as opposed to Bruce Willis, we're getting yeah. so many wardrobe uh, changes. <laughs> yeah. He's got like uh the wig game is crazy, like he's got long hair, he's kinda like almost uh Almost like a Cali. He's not like a surfer guy because he's not built like that, but he's got that <laughs> kind of like hippie uh, hair going on. There's times where he looks like. He's got the Canadian guy. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. They don't know who he is. CIA can't track it. But we have a physical description. At least that isn't going to change. He's got a lot of faces this week. Which is fun. And like, I think that um, as funny as it sounds, because it's not really comedic film in, in a lot of ways i kind of like it i'm like yeah cool like there's costumes like yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's it is engaging uh as a viewer i mean i'll just i'm just gonna take it back a little bit like i did like um the initial setup of bruce willis because like, mm -hmm. he's very much like that original jackal yes but 
he does get to have a little more fun with it because he does get to do these characters and with them comes like these personalities, these different accents. So it is fun. And especially because there are a lot of steps, like we said, like the original, but at least he's like doing something different every time. Yes. So it's easier to keep your attention as opposed to the original where it was just like, what are we doing now? <laughs> what are we doing? I thought we did that already. We're doing this now? But like, you know, just... Something simple like a wardrobe change and adding a wig and throwing in an accent. It just you're able to follow it a little bit easier just because it's interesting. Something different is happening because we there's a lot of steps <laughs> in yeah. both of these films. So I really appreciated that. I think by breaking up the looks, um, it also helps because in the remake there's a lot of traveling, right? Kind of between the border and like different cities and stuff like that. And he almost has like a look for every <laughs> Where he is. So, yeah. like, the Canadian version of him is a different look than, like, when he's doing a regatta, for instance. There's a regatta for some reason, <laughs> you know? Um, just having those different looks, I think, breaks up the film in a way that you really don't get in that original film. Like, I felt that early on, I was enjoying the process. And then at a certain point, I was just like, all right, you know, like, what's next? Because, like, they, they foreshadowed disguises they foreshadow dyeing the hair and stuff like that and i'm like oh that's gonna happen like here and it doesn't happen in the places you're expecting and like bruce willis they don't even tell you well i guess they tell you but like he's just like here i am i look different different <laughs> passport uh drop boxes here and there and it, i think it really is helpful for me as an audience member to say that this jackal could be mysterious because like he doesn't look the same in any two scenes you know, until we get kind of later in, in the film. So yeah. feels a little more plausible in that way. Yeah, he. I guess he kind of fits the the mold of what you think of when they were kind of just describing this guy, like yeah. the, F, the FBI or whatever, the good guys. They were just like, he's like, we don't know what he looks like. Like, we don't know anything about this guy because he's like, you know, just blends in. And like by Bruce Willis's jackal, just like constantly changing his look. Well, yeah, it makes sense that they couldn't figure out what this guy looked like. Sure. So, yeah, I, I do like that. I'll say this about his character. It started off very strong, but then they, because they introduced the, I guess, our protagonist, then it kind of becomes less business, a little more personal. Yeah. And the closer we got to that, to bridging that gap, I guess, yeah. between those two characters, the more cartoon villainy, uh, yeah. especially by the end. Yeah. Was, which is straight out like like you said Nicolas Cage I was like well that's a good way to describe yeah. his acting towards the end of the movie because like I'd say in the beginning he's more like almost like a Christian Bale in American mm -hmm. Psycho yeah, yeah. it's very cool collected methodical and then just like going nuts at the fucking end I'm gonna kill her it's like what the fuck are we doing here now it was the 90s because <laughs> like it, it doesn't necessarily feel like feel like a 90s action movie at first it right. does have that more methodical thriller aspect to it and then by the end like like you said there's additional characters and it just it gets more mustache twirling more like i'm the big bad hans you know type <laughs> level villainry um it's just yeah yeah we're going to talk about a lot of the performances this, this movie the, <laughs> like the range of the performance is all over the place, especially as the movie gets like into the end game. Because I think they just like, we're like, all right, here's the action we kind of promise in films like this. And I think it does stymie hurt 
some of the, like <laughs> the character development that was built um, early on. It kind of gets to the point where you're like, wait, wait what? <laughs> what? What's that about? Yeah, the cool, collected, methodical guy is completely gone by the end of the movie. Yeah. I, I, I miss him. miss that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I miss that guy. Because it, it is like, it really wasn't what I was expecting early on in the film. I was like, I was like how's Bruce Willis going to work here? And it was it was working mm-hmm. really well, actually. Um, I would say for most of the film. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other thing I kind of wanted to touch on for these characters before we go into you know additional details, um, the level of violence is more consistent in the remake. So like, there's no question mark of who the villain is mm-hmm. because very early on our villain is more violent. Um, it takes a while for like real tangible violence to happen in the original film. And I think that, like, that's a big difference because, like, we both mentioned, we both watched the film and we're like, I, I was rooting for that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to do that to her? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it is because, you know, maybe through our own film watching, I mentioned James Bond because that's how the character felt. He felt like yeah. Bond. He was like, I'm going to seduce this woman. I'm going to, like, get this guy. He seems like a really cool guy. He seems like <laughs> It does make you forget that, like, ultimately he's trying to assassinate the president yeah. of the First World Nation. I mean, he's charming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the way they frame it, too, um, uh, you know, maybe those guys do have a beef. Maybe they got that Algeria thing, you know? It's like uh, both films end up dealing with uh, different reasons why criminal organizations want revenge. And because I don't have a lot of ties to France, I guess. I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> Cool, do your thing. Um, but yeah, th- th- there are moments that I think as we get later in the film, uh, there's one scene in particular at like uh, Isabella's house where like the level of violence ramps up yeah. so insanely. And I think the movie never pulls back in the throttle in the remake after that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, honestly maybe the Jack Black thing is where the turn really happens. For yeah, them. I think that's where the tension and suspense really starts to build. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, people are dying now. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're almost at like the hour 40 mark besides like the guy who's like forging stuff for him. Yeah. Um, but even that, like, that, that was, I wasn't even sure he killed right. him. Right. I was like, okay, he put him in the trunk and kind of locked it so maybe he's just Knocked him out. Yeah. I bet mean, uh, he did have his eyes open, so I didn't think he was knocked out. Yeah. It was such a weird death. So, right. just talking about the action, a couple of the deaths are weird. Be- right. Because not only is it almost like kind of out of character. I mean, that guy was trying to blackmail him for sure. more money, so I, I can get that. But like, he hit him, and it doesn't seem like he hit him that hard. Right. Right. And he kind of died, and then like later when he killed the woman, which I think is the term we're both yeah, talking yeah. about. He like. Kissed her to death, kind of like sucked. Like, oh yeah, her, like yeah. the kiss of death, literally a kiss of death, so she couldn't it, breathe, and then she didn't resist at all. She just kind of died. Some of the action is illegible <laughs> <laughs> in the original film, and uh, not so much in the remake. It's legible. It's oh, yeah. it's it's, it's, it's over the top. <laughs> oh, but, for sure, man. But uh, you know exactly what's happening, and like like you're saying, there are scenes where like did that person die? Like there's a couple scenes like that in the movie. Um, it's, I think, until, like, maybe the last two deaths where it's, like, kind of up in the air. It's, like, <laughs> are people dying, you know? <laughs> um, so, like, again, I think by leaning into that sort of 90s ultra-violence, uh, 
uh, we have a clear distinction of our villain. I think to me, that's the biggest difference between these two films in terms of the Jackal. It's very obvious that he's a villain. Um, in the remake, it's less obvious in the original. Yeah. I'd say that, you know, paired with all the different characters that Bruce Willis gets to play. And then plus, because they decided to kind of Hollywood up, yeah. this one's personal. So yeah. they, there is that kind of personal thing between him and, I guess, the protagonist, yeah. which we'll get into when we discuss him. So that, for me, is like the biggest thing. Because like, the Jackal's like, in the day of the Jackal, he's professional mm. from beginning to end, yep. right? Nothing's personal, but like Bruce Willis, you know, oh, that's it's that guy. Yeah. So he's gonna do his thing, and he's not. He, you know, he loses that professional, you know, I guess air about him, and I miss that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish he had that the whole yeah. movie. For, for like Edward Fox, like everything he does outside of like the plan feels like a business decision. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, yeah. well, this guy's exploiting me. She knows too much. The, the cops are here. Um, you know, uh, the, the bath house, like the guy he picks up from the Turkish bathhouse is like, um, you know too much. It's like anytime yeah. someone gets taken out, it's kind of because they got too close to the plot or, of the assassination, as mm-hmm. it were. So, uh, whereas Bruce Willis, who, especially by the end, was like, eh, it doesn't matter who's collateral damage. And then it's like, it's, it gets cartoon. He's like, I want you to tell him he can't protect his women. It's like, yeah. Really doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They try to give this jackal like a psychological profile that um, I'm with you. Like, it, it weakens the character because his motivation is so silly. Like, that can't be his motivation for his like decades long career of assassination. Right. Like, the women of the people I was hired to kill. Like, it shouldn't be personal. It should ever for this guy. You know. Like, I get that they have backstories, so, like, that could be interesting, but, like, now you've taken the character who's, like, I'm just a gun for hire. I'm going to do the most efficient, like, killing possible. And now he's, like, actually, I kind of got this thing where, like, if there's, like, a woman, like, she's got to suffer so the guy knows that he can't stop me. I don't know. I I did prefer Edward Fox's sort of continuous professionalism, but uh, in terms of kind of like plot development moving the movie along. Right. Um, he gets a lot of help, but like I, I think that overall, I'm giving the edge to Bruce Willis, and it's really because multiple disguises, very defined early on, less by the end, but because he's got a few people to like push off of in terms of acting, I think it just like fleshes it out really well, and I think like, when it stops working, it feels to me like kind of late game the movies, like the last 10, 15 minutes start to get a little... Uh, but before that, I felt it was a relatively consistent portrayal. Yeah, I, I thought his character, or this portrayal of the character is a lot more interesting. Yeah. The original film is two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that first hour was a little rough for me. Yeah. So by Bruce Willis, you know, doing different voices, doing different accents, you know, it kept things interesting. I, I was able to be engaged more so yeah i, I appreciated that and yeah, like, i gave him the edge too yeah yeah unfortunately like um it's bold kind of the pacing of the original film it's almost like yeah it's almost like more artsy mm-hmm. kind of but at the same time it, it starts to drag i remember after the first hour i was like oh man yeah because um, like i was with it you know i was with it and i kind of that kind of stopped at some point in the movie and then because it's not really plot we're just like 
well, now we were getting this, and now we're getting this, and they're getting closer, but they're not getting him. It's like right. nothing was really happening. Right, right. It was just kind of shopping for groceries, I guess, like yeah. for a long time. It was weird. I mean, the only thing I'll kind of give the movie in terms, I guess, development there was against his better judgment that Jackal continued with his mission. For whatever reason, it seemed like something that he really wanted to like complete, when really, at the end of the day, it's like, hey, take half the cut of the job. Yeah. Um, this thing's been compromised. You don't have to continue on. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, there, there's, like, literally a fork in the road. Yeah, he's literally at a crossroads. He's like, go to Paris or go to Italy? He's like, go to Paris. And it, it, the motivation is unclear there. It's very unclear. he does already have half the money. And yeah. And he is told it is compromised. And he said, I could drop this anytime I want. He could. For some reason he didn't. Hubris, maybe. Maybe hubris. Like, they don't develop that enough for us to know. Exactly. Uh, uh, but it did also feel out of character because it's like, right. no, dude. Yeah, you're a professional. You said if the heat is too hot and then you're going to, you know, leave and everyone will be fine with that. But for yeah. some reason he... Yeah. It, he didn't, I don't know. It makes kind of more sense to continue the mission with this personal aspect in the remake. So. Right. So, yeah, I guess... In a way, it helps to move the plot because Bruce Willis is like, that guy's trying to track me? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be easy. Yeah. yeah. That guy with his Irish accent, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which we'll get uh, to. We'll talk about that, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, um, because, because, like, the Jackal is, like, you know, a man of mystery, we'll move towards sort of our, our first kind of protagonist, as it were, um, especially if you're talking about the original film. <laughs> First and maybe last. Um, in the original film, we have Michael Lonsdale, who plays Deputy Commissioner Claude LaBelle. The following conversation was recorded at 6.15 this morning. The number being dialed was identified as Molitor. Um, and in the 1997 remake, uh, I'm going to make this two characters. We've got Sidney Poitier as FBI Deputy Director Carter Preston. A pro calls himself the Jackal. And Diane Benora as Major Valentina Kozlova of uh, the MVD. If you don't get Fuck you! Fuck you! You scurfaced cunt! Fuck you! All right, that's enough. Russian Ministry of Affairs. That's what the MVD is. So, in case you didn't know. Um, I mentioned it kind of earlier, but like Michael Lonsdale, to me, feels very much like a, a Poirot-type <laughs> detective. Um... Another professional, right? Like a, a guy who um, is able to kind of decipher clues and things of that nature. Like he's, he's like paying attention in a way that it seems no other character in the film is able to, but not very fleshed out. He's a pretty boring character. I couldn't <laughs> tell you one thing about him. Like I, I know he's there. I know he's important. And he kind of, he's like the, the highest, I don't know, the, the most qualified man to do the job, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he's in charge and he does tell people to do things. But at the end of the day, I don't remember like a really interesting thing he did, except for the very end. Well, yeah. He was able to save the day kind of <laughs> randomly. Super random. So, um, he, and he didn't even like figure out some stuff. Like sometimes it was like one of his like guys working for him was like, well, uh, the passport was stolen here. So maybe we should go here. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that, does happen. That. that does happen. It's like, okay. So, so he's not like this, um, I, I guess, he's not the yin to the jackal's yang, I guess. He's not like this no. me methodical in the same sense 
that the Jackal is. Like, he's just kind of, uh, you know, he's, he's good at his job, and I guess he's better than everybody else. Yeah. But... Marjorie. <laughs> <laughs> but I just... They didn't really give us enough of him or, like, give us any personality of him. Like, yeah. I don't know anything about the guy. Well, as you said, that sort of yin and yang thing there. I was like, these characters are operating independently of each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, they yes. ever, if they ever meet, uh, it does not matter. <laughs> like, because um, he's always one step behind him because he's a late entry in the film. Yeah, very late. He's like uh, at the hour mark. Yeah. We don't meet our hero until like an hour in. It's, it's insane. It's like going kind of so well for the Jackal that I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all right. Stop. <laughs> um, and then they, they're finally like, all right, we're going to get like a counter to this person. Um, like you mentioned, like he's not like this super detective. I mentioned Poirot, but like Poirot does it all himself. And right. This guy is getting like help from all over the place. Yeah. Um, it just... It doesn't feel even, to your point. Like, yes. it doesn't feel like the Jackal is having a lot of trouble with this particular person. Because ultimately, if you really break it down, like, he does not solve the case of the Jackal. Like, like the, Jackal, <laughs> yeah. the, the Jackal more or less wins. Um, he could have won if Gaulle didn't bow or at that one point. Mm -hmm. right? could have almost had him. Yeah, he basically was at the end game. So, like, it... <laughs> Especially for a movie where it's like you're two two hours, two movies, maybe. <laughs> uh, you're two hours in for basically like the end game being like, all right, we're just going to be at the place of hope this assassination doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of it. You know? Like, we're going to stop him for shit. So we're just going to kind of be where the president is. Let's look for open windows. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of the... Um, Things that are stopping the jackal, there's not much really, uh, would have been in place regardless. So it, it just, unfortunately, it's a character who's slightly strong in places, but like not consistently enough. Like he's introduced too late. Um, he's not like really, really solving things. And, and I get it, like the jackal is being tipped off, but like, I don't know. Like um, he doesn't feel as strong as a counterweight, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. To the jackals, I think uh, the movie kind of required at, at points. Yeah, and you know, like we said, he's introduced at the hour mark, so we've already been following this organization that's trying to track the jackal, and it's not like his introduction like gets them closer no. to, to stopping the jackal. It's just the train's already moving, and he's just kind of boarded at this random stop, and we're still going, and <laughs> he's not helping it go faster. Right. So it's like. Did we really need him? Or could we just have kept the characters we were with before? You probably could have kept the characters you were with because uh, there were scenes too with like some of the, where there was palpable tension. Like when the Jackal first gets on the train, I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to like stop. He's going to have to like do something to get out of this scenario. And like the train just kind of gets where it's going. You know? <laughs> like uh, he, he is absolutely a step behind him um, at more or less all times of the movie. Yep. And uh, for your kind of main detective protagonist type character to never got the upper hand on the villain is uh, it's a weakening uh, <laughs> portrayal, yeah. as it were. And look, I appreciate the guy's performance because he, he is like, I mean, he's doing exposition. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> like he's doing that well and he does elevate the... Um, 
the search party, I guess, for lack of a better word, but uh, too late and not enough. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, I'll give it this. If there was, like, this real-life jackal, mm -hmm. like, this is probably how it would go down in real life. You wouldn't find the whiz kid who could match the right. psyche of this... Right this terrorist, so, like, it would be kind of boring, and I'm just some random dude who's not as good as him, mm -hmm. and the only way he would be able to get him probably would be luck. Yeah. So, it's realistic, and it doesn't, like, you know, give into, like, Hollywood cliches to please an audience, because you're, you're not gonna find that with Day of the Jackal. So, I'll give it that. I, I think, I think the word you just used is kind of perfect for these two characters who are really gonna be the brunt of what we're talking about in the original film. Yeah. Um, Realism. I think that the movie is almost realistic to a fault at times. Right. Because I think the book, which I haven't read, is probably really well written in terms of like how meticulous someone would, yeah. would be in this situation. And they, they sort of translated that to film in a meticulous manner. And um, it it's more like what could really happen versus what like a more stylized version of that is in uh not to say that that doesn't work there it works actually quite well for the film uh, minus some pacing issues but um yeah just it's not, it's not interesting it's not as interesting it's not, as, it's not really that exciting <laughs> the suspense the thrill isn't really there um because it is kind of almost like you could just say it's like a documentary yeah, yeah. we're just following a day in the life it, of the it jackal. is the day of the jackal it's like the dad was like, he got a baby. He <laughs> changed his shirt. He, you know, he slept in, you know, like, <laughs> it is the day of the jackal. Yeah. Um, so, um, but, you know, it's, which is a bold take because is. Hollywood would never make a movie like that. Um, because it is, I, it's hard to follow at times and it doesn't hold your hand. It's not like leading you like, Oh, this is important. Pay yeah. attention here. Cause this is important. It never you, does that. If you peel like 20 minutes off the movie, I would have been like, all right, you know, like it was, a, you know, it was a, an awarded movie. I understand it. Cause like it is, it is a good film, but it's just like, not what I think a lot of, like you said, American artists or Hollywood artists right. would expect, uh, versus 97, which is really leading into that. So yes. kind of getting getting there. Um, I mentioned Sidney Poitier, who uh, is probably the closest thing to Michael Lonsdale uh, in the film. Uh, he plays Deputy Director Carter Preston. This is, uh, for Sidney, this is a pretty flat portrayal. There's really not much to Carter Preston. Um, he's kind of just there to... I don't know. To he, introduce Richard Gere's character. Richard Gere in, uh, you know, the uh, Diane Venora's character. Like, he's not as as capable in a lot of ways as Diane Venora's uh, major Valentina. Um, there are some moments here and there where he's like, where Richard Gere is kind of like moralizing whether he grabs a gun or not. He's like, I don't, like, okay, he has some upper hand. He sees certain things, but like, um, it feels very much like I'm getting too old for this shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because he's like pretty heavy in the beginning and then all of a sudden when Richard Gere's there, it's like, well, I'm, uh, he's gone. It's like, why why, why is Sidney Poitier not there anymore? Yeah. Isn't yeah. he kind of like important? Don't we need to watch Richard Gere? Like this, you know, international terrorist, I That's guess. That's what J.K. Simmons is for. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're all like supposed to watch him, but like they usually just leave it for the, the Russian major. Yeah. Who's not even like 
an American. Oh, what's your jurisdiction here? <laughs> it's like, we don't have any American eyes on him. Yeah. So like, I didn't understand that decision. That's a great point. At some point, there's like zero Americans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it worked. This takes place in America. Yeah. You know, the remake. So, so just to kind of just sorry to jump in here, but like we mentioned in the original film, they're trying to kill the French president because the OSA, who are like kind of like former French expats who were kind of pissed that France just gave up Algeria. Um, so they're trying to kill the president. Uh, they're not very good at it, so they hired the jackal. Dude, so can we talk about that assassination attempt in the beginning? Of the <laughs> oh, <movie>? yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so there's just like a motorcade, I guess, Charles de Gaulle is in there. We're not, again, this movie does not hold your hand, so you're not exactly sure what's happening. You think, okay, I guess that's an important political figure in this yeah. motorcade. So it's just going by, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these guys just hanging on the side of the road, just pull out these machine guns, just start fucking blasting. But they're, they're like late. They're like, they're like kind of shooting the shit, and they were like, oh, oh, oh. time elapsed from the first to the last shot was seven seconds. In all, more than 140 shots were fired. Several bullets pierced the president's car. One came within an inch of his head. But, as if by a miracle, neither he nor anyone else was hurt. It's like, it's a really poor attempt at uh, killing everyone. It feels, uh, they shoot more bullets than I think uh, Godfather and Sonny's at the, the toll booth. Like, <laughs> they miss everybody. They didn't hit the president. They didn't hit not one mm. guard. They're like, it's kind of like a miracle. It's like, no, it's kind of like these guys suck. <laughs> and then they're immediately basically disbanded. They're like, all right, we're going to round these guys up. It, it was so nuts because <laughs> it's like, it seemed very sloppy. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was, mm -hmm. it was just like, a random drive-by shooting kind of situation going on. And then they decide, okay, let's, let's hire the, which the best by, assassin in the world. Which is, by the way, why we're rooting for Edward Fox. Because like, we've seen <laughs> their best attempt, and we see how much better he is at it than their, their best attempt was complete garbage. It just seemed like, we're talking about luck on the, the good guy side. It just seemed like luck that mm. they're like, oh, he's just driving by here now. We all have machine guns. It's like... I don't know. It, it seems sloppy as hell. It, it was all set up to not be sloppy, though, because, like, you see, like, here's the motorcade, yeah. here's, like, the plan, and all this Guys stuff. on the radio, all right, it's coming around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's kind of like, the motorcade just starts driving by, like, oh, oh, <laughs> and they grab their, like, machine guns, and it's like, yeah, dude, what? How did, I don't... It was pretty... It's, it's poor. <laughs> pretty bad. It's poor. Pretty bad, and, like, your entire organization just, like, everyone got caught. Everyone... But like five guys are like out, you know, all your money's frozen and stuff like that. They're not doing so hot. <laughs> they, they need, they need the jackal. And that's the most action you're going to get until the end of the movie. So. It sure is. It sure is. Minus that, uh, that, that crossroads. <laughs> huh? Huh? Or like maybe like painting a car or like randomly crashing into someone randomly. <laughs> where'd that guy go, by the way? Like they don't really clean that. Yeah, up. where's his dog? Yeah, the dog. You know, I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. I just, so, I just, no, it's a good, it's a good aside. It's a good aside. Um, uh, the the remake 
we have these sort of Russian kind of like mob. KGB. Yeah, XKGB, oligarch, mobster type character. Like very much how a 90s film would portray Russia. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah like, Sam really, asked me, she's like, you think this is filmed in Russia? I'm like, since the Russians are portrayed as the villains, probably pro- not. Probably not. And like, uh, honestly, I don't even remember the villains. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's like my brother Yuri and uh, Mikkel. I, I, I know for sure somebody is Yuri. I almost guarantee that guy's name is Mikkel. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, uh, Sydney Portier for some reason. And, um, in uh, Diane Venora is Major Valentina Kozlova. They kind of like go up. Uh, this one ex-KGB guy like recently got out of like lockup or something. Something happened to him. He's free and you know he's at this like nightclub. I'm like, all right, we got a club scene. Um, when this like Russian militia military operation comes in, the uh, this KGB type organization is like, screw that, and they come in like guns blazing. Sidney Poitier is not doing so hot. Maybe that's why he's out of the movie. <laughs> and uh, Diane Venora's character, like, gets a kill shot on the Russian kind of monster guy's brother. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a decent setup in terms of, like, when uh, all the goons go back to, like, well, they killed one of ours. What'd you do? Like, well, we didn't get him. Yeah. Like, he's like, wait, so they killed my brother. And how many did you kill? No, but we were outnumbered. Okay, oh, okay. Hey. Let me just pick up this action shot. <laughs> <laughs> and I like this man. Yeah. 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 Like this is a man, man. Brother that I love. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. It was, Unfortunately, never fucking see that guy again. The rest of the fucking movie, like, yeah. do we? <laughs> no, I don't think so. And like, I want to like shout him out, but like, um. Alright, so he is either <laughs> <laughs> trying to read the Russian name off of Wikipedia. He's either Yuri Stepanov. <laughs> um uh, you know what? I bet it's Jonathan Aris is Alexander Redzinski. Or maybe not. I, I, I couldn't tell you, man. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um I watched the whole movie, I don't know, and I'm sorry. Uh not that important of a character, but a really good scene. Yeah. It's a really I good fun. scene. Yeah, they set up him as a villain beautifully. <laughs> yeah, I I think where they start to lose me, and I think this is uh this is where the remake kind of struggles is like the logistics. Um, so Sidney Portier happened to be there when uh, someone from the Russian Ministry of Affairs killed your brother. So now you are mad at the head of the FBI. Well, they're not mad at the head of the FBI. Well, no, we find, we find out. Oh, well, yeah. It, it, it's a... Because they're trying to kind of stick with the, the Day of the Jackal type plot, I think they're shooting really high for who they want to, like, try to take out. Because, like, if we're going to try to take out the French president. We might as well try to take out, seemingly, wink, wink, the uh, director of the FBI. And then, I guess, spoilers, but you shouldn't be spoiled at all. Turns out it's the First Lady of the United States. Yeah. That's a long roundabout way to get there. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a weird choice. Um, I and I, I knew it wasn't going to be the head of the FBI yeah. because we didn't see the picture, and they purposely kept that. Right, picture. right. That was a that was a good point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were led to believe that it's the head of the FBI because the brother was killed, but no, it's actually the first lady. Which I. I kind of saw the come. I, I mean, I definitely knew it wasn't the head of the FBI. Yeah. I didn't hate that it was the. First no, no, I didn't hate it. It just uh, 
from a motivation standpoint, I guess. You know what? You know what? Hey, you know, I, you, an I, FBI operation killed his brother. He's mad at the United States. Yeah. I, I'll take it. I didn't really give a fuck who the it, target it was. Really as, long as, as, as long as it was a high profile person. Like, I was like, because they did the president of France, I was like, oh, they're going to kill the American president? Yeah, that this was kind of fucking badass if we go in there. Yeah. But uh, the first lady, which yeah, is plausible, you know? Yeah, a little more plausible because, you know, first lady, you know, it's really hard to kill the president, yeah, yeah. especially after Kennedy. They don't let that shit not going to have an open window around him anymore. First lady, yeah, you might get lucky. <laughs> Oh uh, man, that's so silly. Um, but but yeah, it's I like the setup in the original film much more. Um, just because uh, kind of going back to it's personal. They killed my brother, I believe Yuri. Um, and now I am mad, and I'm going yeah. to kill you. Well, that's that's the mo of the remake. Yeah. Uh, just make everything personal. <laughs> all it, these villains and all these heroes, they all have personal ties. That's, it, that's why we're going after that, which is not what the original did at all. So. That's a knock with the remake. That I definitely like. Let's just professional. Like we're this organization. That, like you said, these expatriates of France were mad that the president gave away this country, and so now we're gonna get him back. Right. So like, I like that. It's all business. You fucked us over. So we're gonna do this yep. because this is not what this country's about. And, and, and you know, I think kind of leaning back into that, who's a protagonist thing that we had an issue with because of the way they presented it. Like I don't know about. Francis relations with Algiers, like, yeah. you know, uh, they introduce a character that's in, like, the IRA, and you gotta kind of deal with the politics of that. I was like, yo, maybe, yeah, maybe that was a shit, shit move. Like, it's like, you could see a film, like an American film, kind of the Expendables, kind of like this, where, like, in aggrieved American veterans right. are pissed because the state basically betrayed them. So, right. like, in that sense, it was like, is the Jackal, like, a bad guy? Like, maybe, maybe the French president, like, that's kind of suck. I don't know, right? Like, I don't know. So, um, um, I think by making things a little more personal in this remake, it helps ground me in the sense of, like, I don't have to know about Russian yeah. relations. Not to, uh, any 90s movie has to. <laughs> um, but, like, I at least know why this guy is mad. And, like, the original film, I know why they're mad. I just don't have any real context for it, personally. Yeah. So, um... <clears throat> I guess uh, kind of going back into that original scene with uh, the the Russian brother kind of getting taken out. Um, this is a very good scene for Diane Venora. Um, she gets the kill shot. Um, it kind of immediately elevates her. There are times where Sidney Poitier, Sidney Poitier is like, um, oh, like, I trust her. You know, she's answered a question about women in combat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, And she also has this kind of bitching, like, uh, Burn or yeah, like it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, so so like um, because um, in the original film, because in the original film Michael Lonsdale is kind of born and Sidney Poitier is kind of born. I appreciate that like Diane Diane Venora isn't, um, and they give her a little bit of action with Richard Gere. That's kind of a Will they, won't they thing that's right. completely forced, but... Uh, completely forced, but I didn't hate it no. because it ultimately didn't go there. Right. <laughs> right. right. It was kind of like, oh, we never got to do it because we he died. Have, we get a funny beat out of that. Um, uh, <laughs> it's like a lot of practice. So, mm. um, you know, ultimately, though, those two characters, very similar to the original film, aren't as consequential as you think they would be. No. The only 
real consequence is Major Valentina. The only consequence is really Major Valentina is when she dies. Yeah. That kind of just raises the stakes. Yeah. Uh, the jackal, yeah. He's, he's good and he's going to get you all. So that's that really the only... very strong scene, by the way. That was, that was great. That was a really strong scene. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, ultimately, Sidney Poitier, I don't think he really matters. I almost think you could have combined, well, we haven't talked about Richard Gere's character, but I think you could have just combined his and Richard Gere's character. Yeah. It, it's like, the only reason Sidney's there is a plausible reason why this is about variance. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's the only link back to America in that first scene. And once he's done his job there, we're kind of done with him. I never felt like he was like the leader. No. Like he was doing leader type stuff. And I was like, eh, I'm kind of more interested in Valentina, Major Valentina. It's because like Valentina was kind of just leading the way. And it's not like she had to like report to him, no. you know? She just kind of did what she did. And I guess she wouldn't report to him because she's Russian. Right. Right. He's American. So it, it it's very interesting that, you know, kind of post Cold War, why are we. Working with the Russian Ministry of Affairs to uh, it, it, it's, whatever it's we are, <laughs> it's, it's muddy as anything. Yeah, I think we. I we'll get to like more about what Valentine does, but it's really hard to talk about yeah. it without talking I think, about. It. I think we have to move to his next step. Yeah. Um, so technically, you can kind of lump this guy in with these characters as well. Yeah, so I think he's more. Um, he, he's definitely more of Michael. Lonsdale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. he's definitely a lot more like Commissioner Claude LaBelle than anyone yeah. else. Um, in this movie, we have a kind of new character. Um, uh, Richard Gere plays Declan Joseph Mulqueen. Mulqueen, IRA sharpshooter. He's currently serving time for some old weapons charges. Who are you really looking for? A pro. Calls himself the Jackal. I can identify him by his face. More importantly, by his methods. Richard Gere, as an ex-IRA, like Irish rebel terrorist who's in the maximum lock of prison in America. Turns out he's framed by the jackal. It's making it really personal. It's Richard Gere with an Irish accent. What? <laughs> it doesn't work. It does not work. I, I fought for me country. It's like, yeah, it's... It is a very all over the place accent. It's, what are you doing with the accent? Richard I, Gere? I, 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 I. And you know, it's interesting. Gear was originally cast to basically be the Jackal. That's funny because I was when I was watching, I was like, you know what? I think Gear would have been sick. really good as the Jackal. He was sick. I could see him like taking on these different personas a lot yeah. easier than Bruce Willis. Not for nothing. I think he's better actor than Bruce Willis. Yeah, that's before. fair. That's really fair. Yeah. But so like when I was watching, I was like, man, I think they really should have put Gears the Jackal. I, I think they're like it was a great turn for Bruce Willis because like it's just a better character yeah. to play with. And yeah, I was like, it is. Yeah, this is kinda cool, right? Yeah. I mean Bruce Willis did fine with it, but I would love Richard Gear would Richard Gear. Richard yeah. Gear would have to me he would have come across as much more menacing. Like, just much more unpredictable. Whereas, like, Bruce Willis, I was, like I said, I was making a Nick Cage impression because it was, like, kind of fun. You know? <laughs> it, it wasn't really menacing until, like, it was. But I think that was more of the violence in the character itself. And I think Richard Gere would have done a great job of just, like, being that, like, mysterious, like, unforgiving, like, just 
murderer type guy. Yeah, and I think he could have captured kind of that like Bond esque thing that yeah. Edward Fox did a totally. lot better. Totally. And, you know, the original casting choice would have made sense. You almost wish that, like, uh, I, I read this somewhere, like, you, you almost wish, like, Liam Neeson was more popular at the time. Because, like, that would have been a nice that would have been, gear Neeson, like, yeah, kind of playing off each that other. Would have been really, that would have been, that would have been <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> this would be, like, a movie a lot more people would have seen, you know? Yeah. Not that yeah. it did bad, like, it was a box office success. Yeah. But it's just Richard Gere, like, I, when I saw Richard Gere, I was like, okay, I can see yeah. this. And then he talked. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh. no. What are you oh, doing? Like Trump's top of the morning to you. You might as well have been saying that. Yeah, stuff. I mean, you might as well. It was really, really rough. Because, like, you know, it's open to see him. Like, I'm kind of, like, watching because you don't know who it is at first. He's like, he's like shadow boxing his jail cell. Yeah. Style. <laughs> All right, like, we got some Cape Fear type yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. It's going to be badass. <laughs> And then, like, it, it's a rough, rough accent. And we discussed this very briefly before we started recording. Why did he have to be Irish? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Like, there's no tie into the original film about that. Like, at this point, in, like, the late 90s, we, I guess we're still in the IRA kind of thing. But, like... His IRA ties don't do anything to the plot. Nothing. You know, there's, like, some illusion of, like, if anyone from Ari tries to, like, you know, like, abscond with you, well, I've got orders to shoot to kill. Like, it's a Portier line, but, like... But nobody tries to abscond with him. No, <laughs> no, it's, uh... What's happening? And he easily just could have been Richard Gere with, an, with his American accent, <laughs> and I would not have been distracted every time he talked. It almost feels like someone completely unrelated to the plot of this film has, like, a certain political take on Ari who's, like... Like they mentioned, like bombings and stuff like that. It's like that wasn't me, war. Like I, I did it different. You know, it's like all right, like I, I don't care. <laughs> it's, it has nothing to do with this. Like it's the Russians, and the head of the FBI. Like I don't know, but like basically, Declan is there. One at first, not even really to be there. He's really there to get another character. Yeah, <laughs> um, we'll just mention her. Yeah, just throw her out because I'm still confused as to why we even needed her. We we've got a. Uh, Matilda May, who plays Isabella Celia Zancona. You know, Isabella Zancona, big in with the IRA. So, so <laughs> no, like, her whole thing, I think, was something Spanish-related. Like, yeah. she's in hiding. But they need to get to her because nobody knows what the jackal looks like except for her. But, but when they, they know, like, they don't know where she is, so they got to go to Richard Gere's character to get right. to her. But Richard Gere tells them, oh, yeah, I met him. So it, why do we still need to go to Isabella if this guy knows him? He doesn't know him really fucking well. <laughs> it's because this movie, and there are parts of the complexity that I enjoy because it, it's more watchable. But, like, you need Isabella because you need that backstory for Declan. And it's like... They'll make big leaps. It's kind of my beef with uh, a lot of the film. They'll make big leaps to make these relationships work while, like, completely disregarding the logistics of, like, international fucking uh, rules of engagement and stuff like It's just, there's too many people from too many freaking places. Like, it's either the Russians or it's the fucking Americans. Like, we don't need the Irish and the Spanish and, like, uh, the Canadians. Like, it's just, it's too many people. I like the Isabella turn somewhat, somewhat, um, but like completely unnecessary because immediately Richard Gere is like, 
Oh, no, I see that guy. Yeah. It, it, he's trying to use it as leverage, but he, like, gives up all his leverage, like, immediately. Like, he doesn't really get what he wants out of this no. exchange. Not at all. And it's like, the information they get from Isabella doesn't seem like it helps them at all. No, not even a little bit. It's, you know, I talk about, um, what's his name, from Michael Lonsdale, like, not really doing anything to help move that investigation forward. Yeah. Isabella, I don't think she really did much to help them no. get to the jackal either. No. It's Richard Gere all the way. And God, if it wasn't for that accent, like, and it's really, mm-hmm. it's really effective. Like, I think it's really effective when Richard Gere is like, he's like, no, you guys just don't get it. Yeah, you don't. You're too by the book. You're too like, you're feds. And like, I like this sort of. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna reference everything today. It's kind of like Hannibal Lecter type. Like, let's pull the guy yeah. out, out of prison. Yeah. Because, like, he knows exactly it. how a killer works. Um, we got to keep an eye on him, but, like, we need this guy. And, like... Well, I think it's it succeeded where the original was weak. We're like, yeah. We were like, they're not equals in the original, mm. the Jackal and, and this investigator. But in this remake, they, you know, they gave Richard Gere enough where he's like, okay, these two could be equals. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they met, which and then they get too personal, which was like, nah. yeah. but, but I still like that this this game of cat and mouse because these these two like-minded people, yeah. like, who's really got the edge on the other? And then they do, you know, come to head way before the ending, unlike yeah. the original. So there are moments where they, you know, they clash and it's it's really good. What? And it's the setup is really solid. It's just um they just make it too personal. They make it too personal and they, um, you know, I use the word complex, like they're trying to weave a narrative that isn't necessarily there at times, especially with like how the, well, kind of, how the Jackal was originally kind of like taken out, but then like they went back for more because like you never get enough in 97. But like <laughs> um, gear being at a disadvantage in terms of like the FBI won't let him have weapons. The FBI won't let him roam free. It's like, you're almost like rooting for this guy to be like, hey, take the take the leash off this guy. Let him run, right, man. Like right, right. he figured this out. You guys are like not even playing the same game. Yeah, man. Let Danny die. You know. Yeah, man. You gotta let him do it. <laughs> you gotta let him do it. Like uh, the scene where they first clash, like he mentioned, and Richard Gere's like, "Can I please get a gun?" You're like, "You're lucky we're even letting you like walk around uncuffed." And he's like, "Which is a good point." <laughs> I mean, it is true. <laughs> it did just look like a terrorist. International <laughs> terrorist. I mean, yeah. very lucky. Mm-hmm. And like they're barely like like I said, he's an international terrorist. Is like why he's wise released from prison. And then like they're barely like watching. Yeah, him. he's just walking around at night. Like, there's a gun in the desk, and he's just he could he could have just gotten that gun if he didn't stare at it for five minutes and see yeah. if Juan walks yeah. in. Yeah, it's funny because Major uh, Valentina is like who's usually pretty solid, she's just like asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, well, oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's like it seems like that where they're trying to like big up like Sidney Poitier because like oh he didn't get me like even if he grabbed that gun I would have got him. It's like right. they're doing a lot with like Gears character and this moralizing like is he a terrorist? Is he really just like a veteran of a potentially unjust war? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, and then ultimately it's like well I know the Jackal was the one that did those killings and mm-hmm. you're innocent so. You know, it's yeah, it's very Hollywood, very very cliche. Yeah. But I'll just say I do appreciate. You know, bringing up that protagonist, so he is on like even ground yeah. with our our villain. And it, but you know, just it is that accent. Yeah, the accent's really rough. That's the roughest part because like there are different things that happen. Like we bring up the Isabella character. Um, when Declan, 
uh, Richard Gere's character first comes out of jail, she's married, she's got kids and stuff like that. And she sees him and she's like, husband, what? Yeah, <laughs> she's like, sploosh, <laughs> right? Even hands him off like a key to a Dropbox or stuff like that. Um, when the turn happens where you find out that like, at one point she was pregnant with Declan's kid and the jackal was the reason that she basically like, uh, had like a miscarriage or something along those lines. And it was like, ooh, that kind of, I'm kind of with you there, right? <laughs> like, uh, stuff like that kind of works. It's like, all right, he's kind of keeping it close to chest is why it's so personal. And like, does it work 100%? No, but it's like, okay, like, I, I can I can work with that. But we kind of get a weird muddling at the end because of this choice. So it's like, I almost wish they didn't include that because like, I think the movie starts to get muddy because there's too many people trying to like fix their vendettas. Yeah, because like, you know, we talk about the Jackal being this like business matter of fact guy and then all of a sudden, well, now I know Isabelle is here so I'm going to try to kill her. It's like, why, man? Yeah. Just eye so, on the ball, one, man. One just, just try to kill the first lady. Come on. Yeah. What are we doing? Man. Kill the president's wife. I mean, it's a cool action sequence, but the, the motivations are so muddy mm -hmm. and the... Making everything so personal and yeah, in that accent, <laughs> accent, and it's funny too because like Richard Gere, he's got this goatee, and I'm like, all right, maybe I could follow him, and he fucking shaves it, and I'm, now you look more like Richard Gere, right. and now you look sound even stupider with that accent. It's true. <laughs> Should just like, give him a full beard, long hair, or something, so I could just buy that. That's not Richard Gere. It's just all I see is Richard yeah, Gere they trying. Full, they went full gear. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know. I hate to say it so much because, like, I like the performance. I like the performance. The accent just, it's, it's in I the way. it would have been so much better if it just let him. Just a dude. Just talking his regular. Just, I was an assassin. I tried yeah. to take out. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, like, another movie. Kind of like The Rock. How uh, Sean Connery was, like, sure. in jail. You know, he's like, you know, he didn't change his accent. He didn't have to marry. He's still Scottish. Why is the Scottish guy trying yeah. to kill the American president? I don't know, but yeah. it works. See, The Rock, another film that has, like, uh, even more ridiculous plot line than this movie. And it, like, it works. <laughs> it works. Uh, it's a fucking crazy movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just thinking of the rock quotes now. <laughs> <laughs> Losers whine about their best. <laughs> Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> Sorry. No, just... Totally off topic now. Oh, God. That's okay. <laughs> just like the remake a little bit sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I'm perfectly fine with getting off topic. Like, um, because Richard Gere is so obsessed with Isabella, and there's like a scene, uh, J.K. Simmons is in the movie, just so you know. <laughs> He's in the movie, he doesn't get to full J.K. Simmons though. No, so. no. Um, I, was like, I was like, ooh, J.K. Simmons. And, uh, not so much, he plays another FBI yeah. detective. Who, type character who plays too much by the books and he's the reason that uh, the Jackal knows about Isabella. Right. He writes her name in the reports. Right. So we got a leak. We got a mole. Yeah. <laughs> They still got a mole. <laughs> still got a mole. So, I mean, do you want to talk about that? How they did it in both movies? Because they really drag it out in the original film. Yeah. The original... Because um, we talk about it's 20 minutes longer. So, yeah. So, there's a mole. There's always somebody to watch the jackal and make sure um, that how he's able to be a step ahead is because we got a mole. So, they hire this beautiful woman to... Mm -hmm sleep with one of the men who's in the inner circle of De Gaulle and then she just, you know, 
bangs them, gets information, sends it back to to her people. Yeah. And that, that's pretty much what keeps going on. But like we follow her a lot, right? Yeah, I believe. Um... And, and we ultimately she gets found out, and the guy's like he he, he kills himself, <laughs> which is pretty intense. It is pretty intense. Um, that character, I believe, is uh, Olga George Picot as Denise. Um, yeah. It's cool, I guess. You know, like yeah, like this honeypot, like double agent type deal going on. Like uh, you know, they talk about all the people leaking from the OAS, but like the OAS still has some tricks up its sleeve. Right. But like, we do spend a decent amount of movie with her, and like that one scene, even when she's getting the information, so like tell me. Yeah, he's like, I can't. But tell me. <laughs> no, I can't. But tell me. Yeah. So it just drags on. And I do like the remake was just like, hey, there's a mole. Uh, whose voice was that? It was mine. Not a mole. Oops. Fuck. <laughs> I just appreciate that the remake didn't feel like we needed to do that exactly. Right. Thing. It, it, it was easy enough where you're just like, we have a mole. We have it recorded here. Oh, oh shit. That's it's me. I, and I do like that it wasn't like. Oh, it's it's my friend who I've been banging. It's, right. it's like no, it's me. I'm the I'm, right. I right. read everybody out. I'm I'm a piece of shit. I get some good shit out. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate that. It's just like really straightforward. Um, it's just it was me. All right, <laughs> slap on the wrist, my bad. Um, just just simpler. You know? Yeah, yeah. We didn't need to drag that out. Yeah, it was actually a smart place to simplify. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um. I think I think that the remake does make some pretty decent cuts with with uh, or like streamline certain scenes in a better way. Like I think we get more out of like scenes where like he gets the gun, right? Like in the original film, we go through the process. Well, how heavy is this? And like they we see him fully assemble it right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> full, full. <laughs> in the trigger. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and then when he's doing the target practice, and we just we just sit there with him while he's adjusting the aiming of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's cool. Oh, the gun, by the way, uh, functional. That's a. Oh yeah. It was a working. Oh, so cool. they made two models of it, um, of that lightweight gun. One was like immediately handed over to like the like feds or something like that in France or whatever. They're like, all right, you can't keep this. And then one was like put in base like a museum. It belongs to the museum. Uh, <laughs> so, that's cool. Like, that's the type of stuff I like about the original. That, like, things are functional and, like, real and, like, you know, practical. Yeah. Uh, it's just that pacing, man. Yeah, <laughs> just, that pacing. Uh, boy, like... I mean, you talk about the... You know, just the target practice. It's mm -hmm. cool that, like, okay, he's got this watermelon and he's trying to hit that target he put on it and he's just adjusting the gun and he's ultimately able to do it. You know, that's cool. Yeah. Or you could have Bruce Willis with Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> and so, he's complaining about how it's it's off and then Jack Black's like being annoying. He's like, no, it's not off, man. I should have brought beer. Yeah. And then, and then so, he goes, why don't you just uh, run? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I got a what now? That's a great scene. So, uh, so yeah. So just to kind of bring in those characters. Sure. Up. In the original film, we have uh, Cyril Cusack who plays like this elderly gunsmith who makes a light the light rifle form. And then we have Ronald Pickup, who I really liked actually in the original, who's the forger. Cause like, he's one of the more interesting characters because he does something. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't have the originals for you. I'll give you the negatives. And, and like, that's the first time there's like pushback to the plan. So like, I appreciate the forger in that way in the film, but when he got stuffed in a uh, 
chest, yeah, <laughs> open, whatever. Whatever. It was like, mm, that was weird. It was weird. Again, just going back to those weird deaths. It was like, I don't know. Is he dead? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't want to know. <laughs> which which was fucking wisely and really well like consolidated with Jack Black's in Lamont yeah. in the remake. Uh, Jack Black's kind of like this like... Jack Black's Jack Black. <laughs> slackery, techie dude who's got access to like schematics and weapons and stuff like that who uh you know gets a little too greedy a little too greedy he's like hey look i could get you this uh mount remote mount for your giant gatling gun um or you can give me more money so i don't mess up your plan and uh that scene you're talking about oh man that that's <laughs> that is way better than shooting a pumpkin <laughs> yeah and uh yeah because like field. ultimately Tests it out on, I think, probably like a pumpkin. Or it was something. still a pumpkin. Yeah. And then he misses, and he's like, Jack Black's like, no, nah, it's good, it's good, it's good. He's like, oh, is it good? Run. Yeah. So he runs, and then he like, he's like, stop, <laughs> stop, hold out the cigarettes. <laughs> so Jack Black's just holding out the cigarettes, and he's he's aiming at the cigarettes. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's not trying to kill him. And then he just blasts his arm off. Pretty badass. And then he's like. Before you bleed out, uh, go by the car really quick. Which he does. Which he, he does. listens to him for some reason. And of course, he just blasts him away right there. Uh, so which it's, it's a great scene because, wow, you just mm -hmm. raised the tension uh, a lot. Because now we definitely know this guy is not good. Right. And we got a fun action sequence out of it. It's with cool. Jack Black. So, <laughs> like, as cool as it is to have, like... A practical working light rifle. Right. It's like, okay, that's realistic. An assassin would find a way to conceal a weapon. Right. Cool, I guess, you know, he kind of missed. Um, <laughs> versus Bruce Willis, who has like this fucking crazy American, like mounted Gatling it's gun. Anti aircraft gun. <laughs> blows up the car, like the bullets are the size of like your head. By the way, when he misses his first target, it takes down a tree. Yeah. One bullet takes down a tree. Pretty, again, pretty cool. Um, it, and just like to have that level of firepower in the movie was like, all right, let's see what's happening here. And then it's just like, whoa, what are we doing here? And you get like somewhat humor out of like the Jack Blacks. Like it's for as horrific as it is, it's kind of a funny scene. I mean, I'm not a big Jack Black fan, so yeah, I was yeah. happy. I was happy to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Turn to Swiss cheese, and even the coat, the the cops joke about it. Yeah, yeah. what's left of them? It's yeah. like Jesus. Totally. Nobody cares about that guy in that movie. No one cares about Lamont. Ian Lamont. Um, and then, but then, like again, like the complexity and trying to stick with parts of the original script gets a little fucking weird because like the schematics thing were just still at the garage yeah so yeah he kills jack black for trying to blackmail him but he forgot to get the blueprints which is the reason why he killed him right right like killing the forger in the original film works because you're tying up a loose end in this case you're leaving way more evidence yeah like because you're drawing attention because hey we got a body mm -hmm. So they're gonna investigate that body, yeah. and you know maybe go to places he worked or lived. Right. And hey, look at that! Look at this blueprints. Now they know everything, right. as opposed to if you had just paid Jack Black, a eh? or if you were that's thorough what, in your assassination, a would have done. Yeah, and just got rid of the you know blow up the plants or whatever. You know, the real Jack wouldn't have left that type no, of loose end. Not at all. You know, but like the idea. And look, I get it. It was a cool scene, right? Like that's really 
ultimately all it was about. It was right. a cool scene. But like, you just use like 50 caliber rounds with uranium in them. <laughs> Deple- depleted uranium. Why? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, was that so, really uranium in there? That's what he said. It was depleted uranium because it spalls. It's spalling. You know, mm-hmm. they kept saying spall. Um, I don't know. It, weird. But uh, it was like that scene directly led to you getting caught, more or less, because it's like, well, there's all the evidence we needed. <laughs> it just, uh, it, it was cool. Uh, you know, I'll go back to that, but like it really didn't serve the Jackal's ultimate right. goal, which I think um, there are times where the remake will sacrifice plot <laughs> for action mm-hmm. or connection. With these characters right just any type anything to keep you engaged mm-hmm. is happening because if you don't it, which, it does tend to drag which by the way i think for the most part works because that original film is tough to sit through the whole thing it is i'm sure in the 70s it was probably a little bit more interesting at this point uh, there's just better ways to do thrillers but like i'm not taking away it's, it's actually a fine film it's just a little the pace is a little off yeah I mean, these are more or less the characters we have to, like, yeah. get to, right? So, this kind of leads us back into, like, action, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's go to the action set pieces. Yeah. And we talked about the first one with Jack Black. Maybe we should talk about the other one when the attempted assassination of Isabella was right. not there. Right. So, like, in the original film, you'll get a karate chop and get thrown in a, <laughs> a dresser. Um, so, hold on, are you saying the Isabella one or the one at the boat? When they first catch up and they start shooting at each other, I guess it doesn't really matter. When before he joins, oh, okay, them, yeah, we could do that one first. Okay, yeah, yeah that's actually it's a little bit more yeah. like, light. So yeah, like kind of get into the action. Um, after the Jack Black scene, you know, the Jack was kind of made, so he has to like get the Gatling gun. He has out. to get out, yeah, get out of Canada and get into America, pretty much. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out all the ways, and then Richard Gere's like, well, what about by a boat? What about a boat? What about if he had his own boat? What about Magic Rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have boats in my lucky charms. Is this a hot air balloon? <laughs> in the red balloons? It's bad. It's a bad accent. Um... um so. So yeah, but but, but kudos to Richard yeah. here because that's exactly what the jackal did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's go to the boat thing, and then there's this whole it, event with all these boats. Takes a boat from Canada to Chicago. Yes. <laughs> so they take the boat from Canada to Chicago, and that's all we're gonna say about that. And um, doesn't matter. It's no, a boat. It no. goes across water, Reggie. It doesn't does. matter how far it, it is. Does. Well. Even before that, though, actually, I'm skipping action. I think before he even kills Jack Black. Oh, is it when he's getting chased by the guys? Yeah, the random guys. The hijackers. Hijackers. What, what order of events was that? doesn't really matter. I don't know. I mean, that also leads us to the intense uh, power washing of his car yeah. scenes. Yeah, which was so important, they had to make sure we knew it was going to happen before it happened. They had Bruce Willis with no shirt on and a stopwatch, and he painted a car, which is different than washing a car. He painted a car blue, which, by the way, 33 seconds, that's really impressive. To detail an entire, like, basically, like, Honda Odyssey. (laughs) Didn't he, like, have, like, a white thing on it, and he had, like, power wash it off? He did, but, like, in the first scene, he puts, like, that stuff that comes off on it. 
It's like, I don't know. It went from like white to blue and yeah, then yeah. it goes from It went from white to blue. Right, so I'm I'm just remembering it wrong. So <laughs> you, I think uh, he had like some weird paints on yeah. it and he power washed it. And then um, you're right, you're he right. timed it. You're right. He you're did right. time it. And then man, we're all over. What what should we do? Alright, hold on. So <laughs> action wise, um no, nah, that's just more character building. Let's just get that. Like action wise, there's like some yeah, I will take a second. So like in terms of some of the action, um there's like random scenes like when uh he first gets the gun, there's like hijackers that chase him and I think that's just more character building. It's like the jack will put some like weird poison on his Yeah, what was that? I don't fucking know. Is that a real thing? I, maybe you Air touch poison? Yeah, yeah, you touch it, then all of a sudden you choke. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of gross. It was stupid too because like, okay, so he <laughs> he practiced power washing his mm-hmm. car to change the color and he timed right. it. So we, we knew it was important. Yeah, yeah. We knew he, what happened. And he wasn't wearing a shirt, so you knew he worked out. Right, right. And yep. he kept the wig on. Yes, he did. Which is hot. Right, it was so, hot. <laughs> so um, he gets gets chased by these randoms. I guess they're FBI. Or? No, they're like hijackers who basically found out about oh his deal. They're they're random and unnecessary. Characters. Okay, so they chase him because when he goes to the, uh, the internet cafe. Oh, the guy has the online. Yeah, he goes <laughs> to dial up and he's like talking to his uh his um fits or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, I got these guys chasing me. Is it the police?" And he's yeah. like. Nah, nah, son, they hijackers. <laughs> I'm like, okay, hijackers, sure. So, like, I guess it's okay he kills them because we don't really care. But he, like, goes, he knows they're following. Mm-hmm. He's in that white van. He mm-hmm. goes to this parking garage, which just happens to have a power washing station set up. Yeah. As all garages do. Sure. And um, he power washes his car in, you know, 30 seconds as he did before. But, like, he sprays that poison on the handle, whatever yep. it is. And still, even though he power washed it, he was sloppy as shit because his car is the only one that's wet. Yeah. It's got the white paint drooping yeah. into the drain. It's pretty bad. It's pretty so bad. it's like, you did all this work. You fucking practiced to fucking power wash your car. Right. You were sloppy as shit to just leave the paint on the ground and not like it, get anything else wet. It was pretty bad. Um, but it's a good thing he put that poison on. Yes, because it killed helped. one guy. One guy. And then I don't know were, what happened to the other. Doesn't matter. Probably went to yeah, get some yeah, waffles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were busy. They were busy. Um, it was a weird scene. It, it came out of nowhere because you're right. It's like hijackers. I was. I rewound it. It was like hijackers. What the? What? What's happening here? What are they hijacking? It's, unfortunately, and this kind of happens in the film sometimes. It's action for action's sake. Like yeah. they just oh, there's someone tailing me. I was like, oh, maybe it's the feds because like they allude that it could be the feds. Right. Yeah. I mean, they kind of have a beat on him, and it's like, no, there's some other random guys. Um, and we'll never talk about like that evidence left behind. We'll talk about Ian Lamont and that evidence, but not that. It doesn't. Again, it doesn't matter. So after he he gets rid of Ian, he gets rid of these hijackers. He puts the Gatling gun in this like boat, like mass, I guess, and he he uh, sails from uh, Canada to Chicago is one. Typically does. <laughs> it's water, Reggie. If you have a boat, you can do it. That's true. That's true. That's the typical port of entry. Um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, like, this is when the movie starts to kind of, like, in my opinion, starts to pick up someone and we start oh, yeah. to get this interpersonal thing. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Richard Gere, who is not given a gun, even though he, like, was basically like, this is where he's going to be, and... Well, he's, he's smart because he's like, well, well, how's he going to get from Canada 
to here. What if you took a boat? Yeah. And they're like, boat? He can't take a boat. Well, what if he has his own boat? Oh, shit. Yeah. He, he couldn't do that. There's a boat festival thing happening that day. By gum, I think he's got it. Yeah. That's exactly how the scene that's, went down. That's verbatim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I love when Bruce Willis is driving past like the Coast Guard. Like, ah. Yeah, he put like a cap on and he waved at everybody and they waved it's back. Like, they don't know what you look like, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right. Save the cap for if you need the skate right here. <laughs> um, so Bruce Willis going yes. from Canada to Chicago? Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Sure. sure. And so he gets to the port and everybody's looking for him. And of course, Richard Gere's just got this hunch that he's in this area. Mm -hmm. And he sees this guy, sees his back turn. And Bruce Willis can feel it. Yeah. Just turns around. And they got the eyes. Mm -hmm. those, those locked on eyes. And Bruce Willis just fucking like, this fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> Starts shooting at him. I know, but he gets saved. Yeah, by Major Valentina. By Major Valentina, yeah. Saved, yeah. saved fucking Sidney Poitier, saved yeah. fucking Richard Gere. Also, the amount of self-control Richard Gere has. When those two chicks on the boat were like, hey, what's up? If yeah. I had been in prison for like 10 years, yeah. I'm like, you know, <laughs> don't help that like, Maybe he's in their bed. <laughs> you know? That's the best place to look. Hey, he already did enough at that point. He got them to where they're going. Seriously, he, he went it, above and beyond. Yeah. But again, this is a good action scene because we get the, like, the face-off, right? That's what you need. That's what the original movie was missing. It's mean, yes. very Hollywood to have your hero and villain kind of meet. Squinting each point. other. But you do need that. You do. Because we need to have a confrontation where the hero loses so he for? can redeem himself later. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So, like, he's getting shot and he's like, I got to dive in the water because I'm getting... Yeah, he's like, I'm, nah, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Take care of her, Valentino. Avenge me. I can't protect my women. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's a really good scene and like um, you know, Bruce Willis escapes in. It's a great scene because it really establishes that it because after it's over, like they realize like like he knew mm -hmm. that we were gonna be here and he didn't care. Yeah, and that's how they gotta figure out there's a mole. Yeah, right. Now, as much as like, here's a difference between the films that isn't at least I don't remember being explored. In the original, they had a lot of good reasons why they weren't looking for him. Like, they weren't putting him out, like, internationally. One, they didn't know who he was, right? right? But, like, they were like, we don't want him finding out we're looking for him. So they don't tip off a lot of the normal ways you would try to catch a bad well, guy. Well, because the more people that know about it, the more likely it's to leak and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. This point, because it's the 90s, and maybe there's, like, footage somewhere, and, like, I gotta imagine we got it like that, but, like, they don't really have that same mechanism. And again, this is like nitpicking and stuff like that, but like, you go from Chicago, you go from Canada to Chicago, Chicago to DC, you know? Like, stuff like that kind of bothers me, but like, I, I only bring that up to say that like, the interpersonal, like the face off stuff, love it. Yeah. They write themselves in a corner sometimes that like, they don't really write themselves out of, but like, again, that's kind of like nitpicking, but it's not as smart of a film as the original. It's not as smart, and it's definitely, like, more eager to please mm -hmm. than the original. The, the original doesn't give a fuck. They're like, you're going to follow this yeah. journey, and it's not going to be that interesting, like, from a visual standpoint at all. Like, you're going to just watch a lot of men talk yeah. for a long time. Yep. The remake is like, eh, let's crank up the action yeah. there. You want you want these two to meet early? Yeah, they're going to meet early. 
Which, which is dope because then, you yeah. know, your next action sequence is basically like, well, you know, he's in America, but he doesn't know about Isabella. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And this action sequence is, I think. This is the best scene. This in, this scene is fucking awesome. The movie. Yeah, seriously. It's really good. So, basically, <laughs> Bruce Willis, uh, is Jackal, he needs to get Isabella for some reason. Mm-hmm. He knows she's involved. So, he, he was going to go to her. And um, they've already moved Isabella and her whole family. Yep. So, it's just Valentina and a few of the other agents. Uh, American agent. She's ordering the American agent. Yeah, yeah. She's telling sure. J.K. Simmons what to do. But J.K. Simmons. Oh yeah, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons taking out the trash. She's just taking out the trash. But like, it's a really cool scene because like they're just in the house and you can just feel like the tension rising. Yeah. Like, like where are you? Where are you? He's like, just, just taking out the trash. Flick, yeah. flick. I'm taking out the trash. I had, yeah. I had you. <laughs> Think, Mark. <laughs> so, Think, Major Valentina. <laughs> if I don't take out the trash, it's like leave stuff out. Uh, it's a terrible J.K. Simmons. It's, but. Bad, it's better than the, uh, the Irish accent of Richard Gere. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, but like something like that where like J.K. Simmons went out back and the doors opened. So right. Like, Where's the jacket? So I assumed like either he's like on the take or like he was like already mm. dead. But like no, okay, he, he's just he's yeah. just an idiot. I thought he was the mole. Yeah, I really th- I really did too. Because like his his sloppy cop work is the reason right. he knew about Isabella. Right. So you figure like, oh, he's on the take. But no, he's not. He's just, she's just an ass. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so like they're in the house and then like they go outside or they're going to go outside to like, because there's music also. Bam! Like fucking 90s techno, baby! <laughs> just yeah. fucking going. And then they go outside and they find this like, this like set for like to go off two minutes ago. That's yeah. weird. Where's Agent So and So? This motherfucker's just walking down the stairs, and all of a sudden, pop, 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 pop. fucking bullets come fucking underneath the stairs. I didn't know where it was coming from. Yeah, I was like, shit, side. The shit was intense. And then like Valentina and J.K. Simmons go back inside. I'm like, oh my god. I don't know why Bruce Willis even moved the body because the trail of yeah, blood was completely. His motivations are really weird. It's, it's like he's so ahead of them though, like. He's under the staircase. He just comes out, ski mask on, mm. just fucking crazy gun. Fucking nuts. This <laughs> this feels very much. This is the point in the movie where like I went full key and peel. I was like Bruce Willis. <laughs> I love Bruce Willis. <laughs> like it was just. It's such a good scene because like the music is disorienting. Yeah, the shot. I'm it like, just keeps going off that fucking music, and then it goes off again in the house, and then they look, and the J.K. Simmons gets fucking killed, man. Headshot. Holy Ooh. shit! And you're like, oh, he's definitely not a bad guy because he just got killed. Mm-hmm. And then Valentina's all alone, and she's like blasting. She doesn't know where the fuck he is. She's like hiding behind the couch, taking cover. Whoa! Right? She's like, yeah. she's like behind the couch. Right? She's safe. No. Bruce Willis is in the couch! He's on the couch! And he knows! And he's just, bah! Wow. He's right through! And she fucking gets her, man! And, and he's like, uh, blood's really dark. It means I hate your liver. Yeah. Got about 20 minutes to live! <laughs> it's like, shit, dude! Bruce Willis. That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. He's redeeming himself from Death Wish. That's what's <laughs> happening in this movie. Yeah! <laughs> Retroactively. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do a shitty movie one day. I better do it all out here. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about, like, the reason this movie got made, it's this scene. It's, <laughs> this scene is awesome. This is a great scene. Because, yeah. like, Sidney Poitier and Richard Gere are like, buy the book bullshit. <laughs> like, they jump in the fucking helicopter plane or something like that. It, it's, it is a great great scene like it is the most tension that i felt when watching the movie yeah and like um in a way that surpassed even like the original has like tension but like this was like 
the music thing was just like, what yeah. the fuck yeah, is going on? It's completely disorienting. And you you could get like, oh yeah, this is a jackal, man. Yeah. This is how one this, man yep, can kill anybody yep. and get the fuck away with it. Because mm-hmm. it was just so methodical and just it was just so good how he was just able to take everybody out. He was so calm, so cool, yep. so collected. Yeah, was, just hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Hiding in fucking plain sight. It was like the feds. Or doing a sweep through of this house. Well, guess where you're not looking? Uh, fucking little Harry Potter. Yeah, we're Harry Potter. I've seen Fucking Guillermo. It was great. I love that scene. It was fantastic. I'm so surprised. Like, not, it's not brought up enough. Yeah. That action sequence because it yeah. was it was intense. Man, and like you had so many characters that like already got like the nod from you. Like gears out of play. Like he can't help. Right. Sydney and him, it doesn't matter. He's already out. But, like, whatever. He can't help. J.K. Simmons, he's taking out the trash. He's not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you're, you're most elevated in terms of combat character is now gone in this scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, you got the jackal and, like, whatever's left at this point. And it's just, like, he is so far ahead of these guys. It's not even funny. And he even gets, like, which I think works, doesn't really work. He even gets his little message across, like, you right. can't protect your women. Right, which completely fucking tips off the fucking mm-hmm. Richard Deere's character. It's like, oh, the real target is a woman. Yep, yep. And from there, I mean, really, like, we uh, we go back into this sort of cat and mouse chase sequence. I think this is around when we find out about the, uh... no, we found out earlier. Never mind. Um, we get back in this, like, cat and mouse type deal. And really, like, just like the original film, they haven't solved the case no they don't know who the jackal is so all they can do is try to figure out who he's taking out they realize kind of late in the game that it's not the fbi director it's the first lady richard Gere kind of posits that uh (laughs) that line he remembers the line he saw something on tv or something yeah yeah also um in kind of a one-to-one scene before we get to like the assassination attempt both films have like um, the scene. It's not super important, but I'll bring it up. Uh, have the scene where, like, uh, in the original film, the jackal goes like this Turkish right. bathhouse. He's pretending uh, he's a Dane from Denmark. At yeah, he's a Dane at this point. Yeah, uh, with the dark hair. I thought it was like the dog was gonna come out. Yeah, something. they're very Rudy Giuliani esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four Seasons Hotel uh, <laughs> uh, or landscaping. Um, but like no, he just like it's covered. So like the jackal will do anything. I mean anything. <laughs> um, and like uh, he he kills that guy. I think the remake does a good job with keeping one sort of like the gay scene. Um, not that there's any, you know what I mean. Uh, I think it's good keeping like the sort of like gay character in the film, and they elevate it by making him part of like the FBI. So like he's able to get like. Um, access to like this event for the assassination through this character much better use of this than like some random dude he like stayed with yeah he didn't get well it's it's more in line with the jack it's very methodical Mm -hmm. like my target has ties to dc and he's gonna get me in you know he's got he's got a residence there he's got other ties and you know connections that i can use to my advantage it's like 
it's so interesting too because like you know he's at the gay bar and he's like he's doing his thing where he's just hitting on the guy and makes out with him and he's like yeah i'll call you and then like he calls him and then he's like you gotta have more faith man. yeah yeah he's like you know he's just doing he's, he's playing a game man. and then like he, he guy shows up at his place bruce willis is already he's, he's just like yeah it's bruce willis yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? <laughs> you just all dude it out. Yeah, all bro it out. Force, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just so funny. And then, like, and then it, it kind of, you know, you, you know he's going to kill him, but right. it, it almost does kind of come out of nowhere. He's mm-hmm. like, like, we thought we were going out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do it later. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, shit, man. You can see the, uh, the, uh, long wig Bruce Willis on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then because like the guy's like looking at it, he's looking at it, Bruce Willis and like he doesn't say anything. Yeah. He's just looking at it and Bruce Willis is like eating his food and he's like, man, <laughs> I don't need this shit. I don't need to, I don't need to know if you know or don't know. Right. I'm just going to cancel that right, right. now. Um, just before we get into like the assassination, so like that's a one-to-one between the films like the, uh, the Turkish bathhouse and then like Bruce Willis actually using like um, uh, like this gay character, like earlier in the film, calling it back and all tying back into his plan. Much more the jackal than like the jackal who, at this point in the original film, is on the back foot. He can't go to a hotel because he's basically made. Right. So he just like picks up some guy. Yeah. Um, they don't have this sequence because they did the Isabella thing in the, uh, in the remake, which I think for the most part works. In the original, I'll just shout this character out because she gets a decent amount of screen time. Uh, <clears throat> right here we go Let's see. oh yeah in the original um, in the, going back to that point like at this point we, we're still like that James Bond like right. am I behind this guy cool guy uh, Delphine excuse me Delphine Sayre plays Colette de Montepe Colette de Montepere. um I like the sequence in the original film. Like, he's talking yeah. to this woman. You're trying to figure out what his endgame right. is with her. Right, like, Oh, does she have, like, political ties? And then, like, you do see, like, well, ultimately, they, they just, like, bang, like, mm-hmm. the, the night they meet. And then, like, you do see, like, when the cops go to investigate her, like, she lives in this huge mansion. So, like, oh, is she married to somebody with, like, association right. with, like, DeGaulle? Right. Like, is that why he did it? And then you ultimately find out, no, no. that's not what he did. He's just wanted to shit. wanted some ass. <laughs> yeah, he's... Which he's James Bonding it up, and you're like, you can respect that. It's like, all right, he's just yeah. She's like, I'm going to my room. Like, this is over. I gotta get up early. She's got a do not disturb sign on her door, and this guy's like, yeah. He just opens it up, which is pretty creepy. Yeah, it's super creepy. I was like, this is kind of creepy. And then they imply that it all went okay and yeah, seemed yeah. consensual. And yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only reason I bring that up is like, this is the type of stuff in the original film where I'm like kind of behind the guy. He's like, right. like he's, he's charming and he's picking up women at the hotel and stuff like that. And then like, she's important in that original film because she's, to me, the real turn. This is the turn, yeah, exactly. When uh, when she, when he kills Claudette, um, I'm like, okay, now I've become villain. Right. Truly. Exactly. And the only reason I can really think of is because she's like, well, the cops came after me and they asked me questions. She wouldn't have said shit? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything. He's like, okay, I, I believe you. And then, like I said, gives her that weird kiss of death. Kiss of death. And it's like, and I was just like, kiss hey, <laughs> it was like, I can't believe you killed her. And it was like, B, did he really kill her? Because that was a yeah. weird way to kill somebody. Well, don't worry, Dan, because the maid's gonna knock on the door, <laughs> and then the maid and the butler are gonna go out back, and they're gonna climb the climb the window, break the window, window and then they're gonna say, Miss, are you okay? 
And then they're gonna walk in and they're gonna like check her pulse and we're like, she's not okay. Yeah, she's gonna be on the news. And then yep, the and picture's then, gonna be on there. And then his roommate's gonna find out. And then right. he's gonna have to kill his roommate. Which right, I right. thought was a pretty effective scene. That was. Cause like he just sees it and he's like, oh shit. And then like he doesn't say anything. Yeah. He just kind of follows into the kitchen and the camera's just on there and then they both get out of yep. frame. And then you're just like, oh shit. It's a great scene. That was that was pretty good. That, For like, a movie that doesn't have a lot of action, and when they do have action, it's really kind of yeah, it's not. It didn't age well. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, that scene where he kills his uh, roommate, um, then he met at the Turkish bath. That was. I, I thought that was really. Good. I thought that was one of the stronger scenes yeah. in this film. So I only bring that up because, like, we are talking action. So I'd be remiss to not bring up one him getting some action. Yeah. At the hotel, <laughs> and then two, uh, like. No, it's a great moment because you're right. It is. It is his turn. Mm-hmm. Because at the moment, at all up to that point, we are kind of like, this guy's kind of all this right. This guy's fucking awesome. <laughs> I want to be like the jackal. <laughs> oh, he's going to kill her? Or like, he, he really didn't have to kill right. her. Right. But, but I guess I, he, you know, can't leave any trail at all. So I think that's when it started kind of solidifying for me. It was like, no, this is a bad guy. Right, yeah. Right, like. Exactly. Oh, man, like, because he doesn't have to. No. He doesn't. No, he does not have to at all. You know, she, she really wouldn't have said shit. And she really has no way of, like, Tying this back to him, really. Right. It's she couldn't like give, what he looks like. She couldn't give the cops shit before. She she certainly couldn't give them any more information this time. Yeah. It's like she started to go run downstairs and call the cops. And they were like, what a bang? She's like, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, you saw them. Did they say they would come back? She's like, no. Okay. Die! It's like, yeah, <laughs> like it was, what are we doing here? Yeah. Just, just making yourself a villain. Dark, dark, dark. Um, which leads us, uh, ultimately, to our final kind of action sequence in both films okay we have the assassination assassination attempt i guess you could say the assassination attempt uh we'll start with the easier one yes (laughs) please in the original film um he takes some weird like jaundice poison that makes him kind of gray (laughs) and he he dyes his hair gray and he like it's pretty cool though because he's like a wounded war vet who has one leg and he ties it you know, just uh, to his belt, so he's like just like limping. I know I'm like terrible doing yeah. this right now. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. But it was a pretty cool effect. And then like watching with Sam, she's like, "Did he? How did he cut his leg off? Like mean, he didn't cut his leg off. No. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't cut his leg off in the right. mission. So, but it was a really cool effect, and it it worked. And the guard, because he's like, oh, I just live here. I don't need a permit or yeah. anything. And the guy's like, Yeah, I guess there's an assassination attempt today. Mm-hmm. But all right, I'll let you go, totally. old man. It is somewhat a callback because like he bought the. Uh, the medals or something earlier in the film. Yeah, we saw him just like looking at them at some like, I don't know, some like fair or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I wasn't expecting, because um, I was like, Sam was like, what the fuck? Like, how is, how is he doing this? Cause I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know how until like they revealed it, but like he goes in and again, this is where he's like full villain. He's killed uh, Claudette. He killed the, the man, from, the roommate from the bathhouse. You killed that nice old lady. You killed a nice old lady. Might I bother you for a water? This nice old lady who... Uh, well, did he kill her? Because, again, you know he hit her. Shit. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, did he kill her, though? Because I know he, like, hit her on the back of the head. Like, again, I, I guess because, like, I'm just rooting for this guy. I'm like, he didn't kill her. He just yeah. knocked her out. But he did just, like, give her a, a whacking on the back of the head. Yeah, she's kind of old, though, man. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. yeah. He killed her. He killed her. Oh, okay. man. You know what? He he knocks out that nice old lady. <laughs> which, again, is a bit of a callback because this is why the original Jackal is so smooth. He stole that key uh, earlier in the movie. Like, he went by there, 
took a key, made a mold of it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, fuck. I yeah. forgot about mm-hmm. that. Mold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he had a key to that upstairs room. So, like, all of this, besides some parts, was elaborately planned. <laughs> and, um, you know, this is what I'm starting to be like, man, I don't really like this guy anymore. Because, like, he's killing the old lady. The old lady is like, come on, dude. You know? It was really cool, though, when he uh, took his leg out and he was like, yeah. yeah, he's like, man, I've been there for a few hours. That, like, it was all just like this great setup because, um, oh God, now I forgot his name. Um, yeah, Michael Lonsdale's deputy commissioner, Claude LaBelle, is basically like, he's at loss. He doesn't know. He has no idea where the jackal is. Mm-hmm. He has failed in his mission. Um, the only thing he can do is try to stop an assassination at the actual event. Uh, Which, like, in the, um, day, the like, event, dude, it was, uh, it was some type of a uh, French, like, holiday, yeah. and then, like, they got permission to, like, film it, like, because I was, like, I was watching it, like, obviously there's no CGI, so, mm-hmm. like, we got real, like, military mm-hmm. marching, we got real tanks, I'm, like, what is the yeah. budget of this yeah, fucking French film? Yeah, really polite about Dude, uh, yeah, we're at the Arc de Triomphe, man, mm-hmm. that's not, like, <laughs> that's not, like, a random, that's a huge fucking destination yeah, in France, yeah. dude, so, like, Kudos to, you know, to everybody to, yeah. to film that because it, it looked like fucking legit. Yeah. As shit. And it's a little early for this in terms of music, but actually, after the first five minutes of the film, they stop with, like, the soundtrack. Oh. It's exactly. like everything else is just, like, things that happens. Like, any other music is, like, people from the band, like, during the that French independence event and stuff like that. It's like, it's a... They went real, real. <laughs> real. <laughs> That's why it probably dragged on yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Just a wee bit. <laughs> um, so, um, he takes out the old lady. He goes upstairs, sets up his uh, his super light rifle, um, opens the window, and that's how Lonsdale's able to figure out where he is. No, he's, that's not how he figures out. He goes up to the random guard that let him pass when he was disguised as the old man with one leg. He just randomly talks to him. He's like, blah, blah, blah. He goes, blah, blah, blah. You don't hear it's inaudible dialogue because they've got the parade going on. But the two of them are just having a back and forth. And he just gestures. And then he looks up at the apartment and he sees the window. And he's like, oh, you fucking idiot. That was him. And then then they rush up Mm -hmm. to the jackal. Yep. They rush up. That random idiot (laughs) gets shot immediately. (laughs) Well... (laughs) No. 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 No, I'm wrong. No. The Jackal takes a shot. Takes a shot at the goal. Takes a shot at the goal. Who does this weird bow thing <laughs> and um, saves his life. And, and which was also really cool. I guess because of the nature of this gun or however it worked, no one was the wiser. Yeah, the, the super silencer on it and all it did was pick up some dust from the ground when really, really... Very nice scene. I'll give him that. Like, that was a nice touch. The fact that, like, everything went on as uh, as expected. Another kind of little trivia thing. That the Gaul actor yeah. apparently looked a lot like a the lot Gaul. like the Gaul. <laughs> like, almost like a body double. Yeah. To the point where, like, French people were, like, passing out. Like, they were, they were like, freaking out because the Gaul had died two years prior uh, to the filming of this. So, it was really confusing to some locals. Sure. So, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kudos to him. <laughs> they got real, real. <laughs> they just dug him up. <laughs> like, you know, act for two days. Help yeah. us out. Yeah, so as the Jackal's trying to, like, reload his gun, 
boom, knocks down the door. Here's uh, Lonsdale and uh, that guard. Uh, he takes the rifle, shoots the uh, the guard guy. Lonsdale picks up the guard's submachine gun. But throws him away. Fucking takes out the jackal. Then he watches the jackal get buried in an unmarked grave. Yeah. And we'll never know who he was. Yeah. And for kind of like, it's not really an after scenes thing. Like uh, the guy they think it was, I forget his name. It's like a yeah, it's like Charles Charles, Charles Clement Trollman or something. I Shackle Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Jackal. Yeah. It's like Calthrop or something. Yeah, something like that. Charles Call. That's French for jackal. It's like is it? <laughs> sure. That okay. We talk about how realistic this movie's been. That was like, that was, okay, we're really reaching here now. Yeah. That's why he named himself Jackal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, that's back in London, and they're like, we're taking down the Scotland Yards. Like, I bet you are. And, uh, you know, that guy's cleared. But uh, it, what's kind of cool about the end is that we never really know who the Jackal was. No. So the Jackal, quite the professional. Quite the professional. Mm-hmm. So um, that ending... That means a bit anticlimactic. Kind of way. The whole movie is building up towards this assassination, and it is thwarted, honestly, just by some random dumb luck. Just I just happen to be talking to this random security guard yep. who just happened to let the guy go, and yeah. we realize, oh, there's an open window. So it just again, you know, you're talking about like, are they competent? No, no, <laughs> they are no. so behind and just dumb luck. I mean, you're able to fucking stop the jack. To the point that, like, really, the only thing that saved Godal's life was that he kind of happened to bow. Yeah. As if he didn't, or maybe just putting the metal on, whatever he did, to move forward a little bit so the jackal didn't get him. Yeah. Um, Which is on the jackal, by the way. Like, yeah, yeah, come on. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta anticipate take, that. You gotta take a better shot than that. Yeah, come yeah. on. Like, you read his body language. What's he doing? Is he putting a metal on? He might be moving yeah, he's putting a metal on. That's true. That's true. This is where the jackal fucked up. Um, <laughs> this is only, this is only downfall. There was a couple of them. <laughs> like, uh, I would have taken, uh, I think, $250,000 uh, in 73. I would have taken the $250,000 I would have went to Italy and then I would have banged that lady again. And just, <laughs> just like, kept it moving. You know what I mean? Like that. The Jackal, I don't know, man. Too much of a professional. He really wanted that kill in his uh, his resume. His last job, because after you kill the president of France, you really can't work anymore. Yep. And, um, <laughs> That's just understandable. Yeah, it makes sense. So, 500000 Lee Harvey Oswald didn't work anymore mm-hmm. after he killed Kennedy, so... That's true. Allegedly. If he worked alone. <laughs> Grassy Dole. Well, let us so, know what you think in those comments. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, did you know Oliver uh, Stone is kind of like redoing... It's not, he's doing a documentary. Let's not... Okay. He's yeah. not doing... Redoing JFK? <laughs> no, he's doing like a documentary thing. That's like... There's a cut that's two hours and there's a cut that's four hours. So like... Yeah. Whatever. But that's the thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tough ending. Not, not a fan it sucks because, like we talked about, it's a very slow-paced movie, and then it is building up to this assassination. So, like at the end, I was like, "Better fucking kill him!" Yeah, I've been watching this fucking movie. Somebody got to die. <laughs> and then just to have it like kind of random happenstance that he stumbles upon the guard that knows where he is, and it's just like, "There's this is so incompetent." This is a callback. There's more action in the original Stepford Wise. <laughs> I think 
more people die in the original Stepford Wise. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> All the lives. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, just um, but yeah, it, I don't know. Like, um, unfortunate, like I get that, you know, let's thwart the bad guy, but there wasn't enough in between. Yeah. Um, there should have been like more action or like a, a confrontation between the protagonist and the antagonist before the that's, end of the film. That's one thing the remake did, and I was happy to see that. It was good. It was yeah. good. Now, <laughs> we'll talk about that ending because I think they they did that. Bye. And then they did Bye. more. <laughs> and then they did more. And then they did more, and no one was asking for that. So, all right. Um, to get into the remake ending, right? So, we've had this best scene in the movie. Uh, J.K. Simmons is dead. Uh, Major Valentina, she's dead. And they're like, well, I guess all we can do is go to the, uh, go to the event. Um, <clears throat> like, Richard Gere, like, scaling shit? Like, it's, it's weird. Like, he's, he's on a roof for some reason at some point. Are we at the event? Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to remember him on the roof. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's on the roof uh, <laughs> with the worst green screen effect uh, yeah. from 1997, mm-hmm. for sure. It's just like, oh, this doesn't look real at all. It's like... It didn't age well. The guy that's not allowed to hold the gun at any point, he's like, hey, sniper protecting the first lady. Can I, can I hold no, it? No, Sidney Poitier said give him a gun before that. that so he the, the sniper rifle that's protecting Well, him. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay because we're desperate times, Reggie. Yeah, he, he knows yeah. he could see better if he has a sniper rifle to look for I, the jackal. I guess so, man. Whatever. Like that, but the setup, no, let's get to the setup okay. first before. Because, so the Jackal is at this event with the First Lady. That's the real target. She's going to speak. Which, open it's out. stupidly, like, she no, she's, she's going to keep talking. Mm-hmm. It's like, we phoned her. She still wants to talk. Like, yeah, they're gonna, there's an assassination attempt on your life. Right. You're still going to fucking talk? And then, they're, like, they're rushing there. Like, they're going to stop it. Like, like Sidney Poitier's character is like, I'm, we're going to get to the First Lady. To do what? I know. You to let her talk? Because right. she already said she's not going to fucking stop. Anyway... Uh, back to the jackal because this is this is the more interesting stuff. <laughs> so he's dressed up as a cop, and uh, all the cops are just surveying all around. And then like a cop car comes up and he's like, "Yeah, you see a white van?" He's like, "Only this uh, red one over here. I already checked it. Look, it looks good. We check it again. Nah, don't bother yourself. It's That's, all good. I better save this sorry <laughs> bullshit." Yeah. <laughs> so like again, just Bruce Willis yeah. kind of doing an awesome job as the jackal. And, uh, yeah, he's, it's obviously his van, which I, I thought was pretty cool. And he's got that remote control computer thing from yep. Jack Black. So he's just waiting for that first lady to come up. And the whole time, Richard Gere, Sidney Poitier, there's, well, Richard Gere's looking for the Jack. Well, Sidney Poitier's trying to get to the first lady. Like, again, for what reason? I don't know. Just to be near her if she gets shot at? Something like that. So, um, <laughs> Richard Gere is just on the roof. Looking, can't f- I can't see shit. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> if give me the, give me the sniper rifle. So he gets the sniper rifle for some reason. He's he's just scanning randomly, scanning like he like that. Gets, you're yeah, actually gonna do. There's like hundreds of people. Pointing at everyone. Oh, itchy trigger finger. Anyway, so he finds the red van ultimately, and he's able to like, oh, I fucking found it. And then you know Bruce Willis is like. I'm about to shoot. He's about to shoot. And then Richard Gere, bam, shoots it. And he takes out the, I guess the computer, the the camera. The camera is what he takes out on top of the sniper rifle. Mm -hmm. So he's like, fuck. Bruce Willis is like, not stopping now. 
hits the button, it's about to shoot, but Sidney Poitier's like, no, 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 jumps in and takes the first lady down and she saves her life and bullets just rain all over that stage. That's Bruce crazy. Willis is like, oh shit, what should I do? Keep firing! Yeah. <laughs> Gotta hit something! <laughs> so he just keeps fucking going? <laughs> like, oh uh, yeah, maybe maybe if this thing could go up and down, but man, I only had specs to go yeah, back yeah. and right. Must be right. Fuck, right. man. So he just keeps blasting, um, and he ultimately just fails his mission. Yeah, he fails his mission, and then basically tries to get out of Dodge. Now, I'll pick up here just because uh, it's a DC movie. I used to live in DC. He's oh. at the Capitol Heights Metro Station. Oh, mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, also, you'll note earlier, this is going to come back into play. Uh, Isabella lived in Virginia, which isn't too far from Washington, D.C. Um, Fair you know, when she was relocated, I don't know what that was. But basically, he escapes into the Capitol Heights uh, subway. And Richard Gere is now no longer on the roof. He's now... Street level. Street level. Uh, and is the only person in pursuit of uh, the Jackal at this point. Um, he's on a cell phone from like the 90s talking to someone. Like giving details. Of oh, Richard Gere. Richard Gere. Oh, I didn't see that scene. Yeah. Which makes sense later. Yes, yes, yes. So there's a point where he's uh, underground because he's Metro Station Underground where he's still talking to someone on his cell phone. Like he makes a call. Impossible. I'm just, you can't do that. Impossible. Like, yeah. I had a cell phone in the 2000s that I couldn't do that with. Like, maybe now, you know, the technology, but uh, it is spotty cell technology down there. But whatever, you know? would have been better with a walkie-talkie, actually. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, the Jackal is now underground. There's a train coming, and, like, he's got a gun. Gear's got a gun. And it looks like the Jackal's going to turn around and start shooting at him in this crowded subway. And he just kind of dodges in front of the train, uh, narrowly missing it. And now his view is obscured for Richard Gere. He was like, oh, shite. And he, he's like, oh, shit, I lost him. I lost him forever. I'm never going to fucking find him. And then he looks down the tunnel. He sees Bruce Willis limping along. Oh, he's fucking right there. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like, again, it's like, dude, you're this fucking methodical, very thorough. That's so funny. You know, just very thoughtful person and then you're just running like very slowly away yeah. come yeah. on man you're killing me so so gears in in foot pursuit uh through this tunnel i, I assume they're at the next station or something like that um the shooting lets out like um bruce willis takes a hostage um in online they made it very big point that like this hostage is like 13 or 14 years old it doesn't really Translate that well. Well, she seemed really young. I thought she was okay. a teenager. Yeah. So, yeah, he grabs a teenager and, you know, more of this you can't protect women stuff. Um, yeah, he calls back. You still can't protect your women. It's like, oh, no, what are you doing? He, it's becoming cartoony. <laughs> yeah. He even makes, like, the teenage girl say, tell him, Declan, Declan, you can't, yeah. I can't protect women. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty shit at, at this point. And, um, Declan's like, all right, you got me. <laughs> he puts his gun down and uh, um, just as uh, Bruce Willis's jackal was about to, to take him out, a gunshot. But not his. Well, who the hell shot the jackal? Oh, I don't know. Maybe what? it was a person on the phone. Yeah, someone on the phone. It was Isabella for some reason. And she had a still on the phone, even though she hasn't right. been talking to Richard Gere for a while. Ah, who knows? Who's on a cell phone underground 
And now it's probably not Capitol Heights Metro anymore. It's wherever the next stop is <laughs> um, on the blue line. <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay. Which, by the way, we mentioned, but like, Richard Gere and Isabella both have a bone to pick with the Jackal right. because he shot her, leading her to not carry Richard Gere's child to a term. Um, I guess. Killed their unborn kid. Pretty much the reason she's in hiding and the reason he's in jail is what I'm basically. So it's like, okay, like, all right, Isabella is weird, but like, I'll take it. Like, she gets a turn. And um, I guess we, we wrapped up that storyline. And no, not yet, because I'm like, oh, it's still alive. <laughs> better let the man finish it, baby. Yeah, yeah. Bang, bang, bang. And then, bang, bang, bang. And then, bang, bang, bang. It was like, yo, how many bullets are in this clip? Um, yeah, so Richard Gere, uh, fuck you, Isabella. Like, I know this is your revenge, but uh, it's, it's my revenge too. I went to jail, you just didn't have a kid. It's like, mm. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, so they stopped the jackal. Isabella, more or less, goes back to her husband and family life as is. Uh, Sidney Poitier is mildly wounded, he's fine though. And he's the, the FBI agent that saved the first lady. Yeah, so well, he, before that, they do kind of call back to the first of the original movie. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we don't we don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. We'll never know who he is. They do that. They do that, right? The unmarked grave and all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, yeah, they do the grave scene. This time, there's another person because they added so many people to this remake. <laughs> um, so he's like, "Look, I can't get you out, but I can get you minimum security, which means I basically got you out." <laughs> And, um, good enough, right? Same yeah, thing. Yeah, same thing. You, know, you kept your word, I kept my word. It's like, eh, not really. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, like you said, he's like, well, I am untouchable now because I did save the first lady, so maybe I go get coffee and maybe you're here when I come back. Hmm. So he's like, okay, oh, I, oh, I got you. Oh, I, got yeah, you. Yeah. I got you. So I'll put some Jameson in that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you don't drink. Oh, you don't drink coffee. You, you drink what is it called? Guinness over there. <laughs> he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's ultimately. <laughs> sorry. Ultimately, Sidney Poitier's character is just like gonna get coffee and let Richard Gere go free. Yep. So Richard Gere stops the jackal. Um, Isabella stops the jackal. Too, stops the jackal, kind of. Sydney kind of stops the jackal. Everyone kind of <laughs> to stop the jackal. Well, I want to give Sidney credit. Yeah. Well, he, he did save the first lady. He did. He did. That was a good dive. If he didn't do that. Man. He wasn't too old he for that. He took a bullet for that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if he took one of those bullets, he would not be alive. He wouldn't have a leg. No, he, he, <laughs> he would have ripped it right off. He'd be fucking dead. Um, it would have spalled all over the place. Mm-hmm. It would have spalled all over the first lady. Um, so... <laughs> It was like, um, it travels at like 1,800 meters a second or something. It's like, you can fire 100 bullets before the first bullet hits its target, which is a pretty cool way of describing a gun. That's pretty cool. (laughs) And also, like, that gun could have taken out, like, a Humvee. So, like, if one of those... It took out a tree with one bullet. A tree. And are you talking about human bone? Come on. It's crazy. Going through that. Yeah, he wouldn't have a leg. Yeah, but he'd be like uh, the jackal in the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, nice callback. Callback. Nice callback. Nice callback. Yeah. Then he'd all of a sudden he'd have uh, gray hair on the side. Yeah. <laughs> the stress from the situation. Getting too old. Um. Yeah. It's like. Sure, there's more action. And I, I'll I'll say this is this is overall a better scene. Um. It just goes on too long. It goes on too long. It goes on too long. 
And, you know, it, it does have that stupid Hollywood cliche of like, well, you didn't see her coming, and you died, but you didn't really die. The, the, I hate the whole fake. He's, yeah. really, he's not dead. He's, he's really alive. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. It's so fucking Hollywood. But I do like that it didn't just, like, kind of end. Like, we did have that kind of confrontation yeah. between our hero and our villain. Right. Which, Closer. I feel, yeah, I feel like we needed that for sure. Like, after, you know, you have to stop the assassination attempt, but, like, let's have a one-to-one with these two, yeah. which I'm glad we got. I, I felt like, when I watched the original, because I was, for the most part, digging it. And I was like, right. then I was like, uh uh-huh. Right, because it's just like, it's over? That's yeah. it? That was it? Yeah. That, that part kind of bummed me out. And then this remake, like, the I would have been fine up until, like, he's back! It's like, okay, okay, we... I know. We did I this, know. you know, just for Richard Gere being the one to put the bullets in him. I thought it was a stronger statement. Isabella took him out. Yeah, I would have been fine. She shouldn't have been there. Like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like, was she just there? Is that where she was hiding in D.C.? That he was able to make a phone call? She was there in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, The witness protection sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It was, uh, you know, there, there's pros and cons of fleshing it out. I think... Um, Oh, I guess we'll talk about that when we talk about, you know, our final kind of judgments here. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like, mentioned music slightly. There's not a lot of music in the original. Mm-hmm. Once you get past, like, that opening kind of score, that's it. Um, this remake, I don't really recall a lot of music, except that's for that one. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember the music in the woods. <laughs> that one scene. And I remember the end credits kind of, because it was kind of heavy, you know, it was mm-hmm. just going, I was, I, was, I was, like, singing it after I saw yeah. the movies. <laughs> yeah, like... I think I think uh, the easiest way to kind of break this down is like the original film is going for a more realistic yes. kind of what would a assassin do type thing, and the remake is like, can we make a '90s action thriller? Right? Can we put a little bit more action in there just to make it a little more engaging for modern day audience? Yeah, which is yeah. ultimately I think they were going for. Yeah. So I guess um, to that regard. Um, should we say whether or not this movie should exist? Okay. Who, who's going first? You can ask me if you want. I'll go there. first. Should this remake exist? Alright, so, you know, like I said when I was watching the Day of the Jackal, like, man, what a long movie. And, like, I appreciate that. I really do. Like, it didn't, like, you know, try to hold your hand or, like, try to, like, just, like, even, like, please the modern-day audience. It's like, this is what's happening, and you can either go along for the ride or not. Like, yeah. we don't really care, because this is, a, it was a very realistic way of mm. going about it, because there were so many characters, especially, like, I guess on the good guy side, it was just like, well, man, I was, just, I got a little lost, but it was easy to follow the Jackal. I yep. understood the Jackal, yep. and like you said, he was, he was very good, and like very James Bond esque, and like I like that. And then he did have that turn. I was like, "Fuck!" And but it was like it was. A, it's a really good movie. Ultimately, kind of let down by the ending yeah. though, because it is kind of just random happenstance how they stopped the jackal. But I think it's uh, overall. I think it aged well. Yeah. For, for what they did at the time. I really think. Sorry. <laughs> so. Um, I was expecting, um, you know, when I heard Bruce Willis is in the remake, I'm like, okay, so we're going to 90s cheese it up. All right, I know what we're doing. I already knew about the Jack Black scene, getting his arm blown off. 
So I went into it, you know, kind of just expecting like 90s cheese, 90s action cheese and all that stuff. And, you know, I was surprised by like actually Bruce Willis in this movie because he actually does a really good role uh, as the Jackal. And it was fun to go on that ride with him through these multiple personas that he kind of took on just to, you know, stay one step ahead. of. And ultimately he is. And then the inclusion of somebody on the opposite side who who's like as good as him like that's a good idea that makes sense it's less realistic but that you know as a movie it, it works i don't like richard gear's irish accent at all i don't like that we made everything personal i could have we i don't think we needed isabella um sydney potier definitely underutilized but man when i was hoping for action we fucking got it man yeah. that act those action sequences were really good I found myself really enjoying a lot of it. And then, yeah, I did moan a lot over, like, a lot of the cliches, especially more towards, the, like, the very end. Once Bruce Willis is, like, he failed his assassination, he just becomes, like, straight up, I'm like, tell him this now, say this now. It's just like, oh, man. Or just, like, all the goodwill that the earlier movie had brought it just, like, was decreasing steadily because of that ending. But ultimately, I enjoyed it, and... I do think it should exist. And I was like telling Sam, because she was watching with me, I was like, fuck, oh, I, I gotta tell Reggie I like this movie because I had a good time. I enjoyed it more than the original just because it it was just more engaging overall. I mean, I, I appreciate what the original did and I get it, but you know, it's like a lot of nothing going on. It's kind of like the Seinfeld of movies for a bit. It's like, just this is nothing happening in these scenes. We're just seeing him go from point A to point B very thoroughly so i appreciate the you know just like making it a little more interesting you know mostly with the uh the different personas that bruce willis was able to do and you know give me a cheesy action sequence here and there and i love it but you know it's full of a lot of the hollywood tropes and cliches that you kind of like hate today but i don't think it was enough to kind of ruin the experience for me so overall yeah i did, liked it and i thought it should be made yeah kind <clears throat> of just Picking up from there, like, um, I feel very similar about the original movie. Like, for the first hour, actually, I was like, man, I really like this movie. This is such a an interesting, like, portrayal. It was like, wow, they really, like, they're not pulling punches. They're, they're playing this really straightforward. And, like, basically after the hotel, like, he hooked up with the lady scene, it started to just really start to drag for me. And I was like, man, I just wish there was more going on mm -hmm. because I I still like this film. <laughs> it's it's a good movie. It's just the pacing is mm -hmm. is poor, and I think that that's probably just time. Time has done that portion of the movie no favors, but the the overall framework is still a very solid film. So, with that being said, like what this remake does really well is is the pacing. Like, they found a way to take these lulls and make them more interesting, you know? Um, the hijacker thing, is that too much? Sure. <laughs> you know, is the Isabella stuff um, a bit much? Uh, sure. But it's something. It's something to watch. It's something to kind of keep you engaged and uh, compelled. I think the original film is a smarter film. Yeah, for sure. Um but smarter doesn't always mean entertaining. And I think that this remake is far more entertaining. Um, Bruce Willis is really strong early in the film, like yeah. you mentioned. 
The disguises are fun. Like I said, I was getting big Nick Cage vibe, vibe. But also, like, which you don't always get from Bruce, like you said, like, the kind of acting chops to, like, back that up. Yeah. Like, you throw someone in a wig and, like, a fat suit, like, it doesn't always, yeah. it's not always great. And, like, to be able to do that and still have credibility as a killer by the end of the movie, that's, like, that's a pretty strong turn. Richard Gere, I generally liked his performance in terms of, like, the emotion and the story behind it. That accent is just so fucking rough, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's, it's too distracting. Yeah, I just wish I wasn't there because everything else about the performance is actually yeah. really, yeah. really, really good. Um, if it was just Richard Gere, it would and, be so much better. And, and your thing with, like, the Isabella thing was like, you're right, you don't really need Isabella because you have Valentina. Yeah. Right? So it's like, you're making something there. Like, if Isabella was there and she was like, look, I like you, but, you know, I got this new life. It's over between us. That works a lot better, and it matters more when Valentina dies. Yeah, because then that's all she's got. That's all he's got. That's right. So, like, I don't know. Like, they make weird choices like that throughout the film. Um, they made some really poor choices on the very, very end of the film in terms of, like, the hostage situation and how they decided to handle that, the cell phone thing. All that was really cheesy. Going from Canada to Chicago, shit, shit like that just bothers me. But, like, the face-off between the guys, the Jack Black scene, that incredible action sequence. Um, just the interaction, minus the accent, between Gear and Bruce Willis, uh, the plausibility of, like, the hate that these characters have for each other was all there. And I think that fleshing out that backstory, yeah, they overdid it, but, like, when they weren't overdoing it, it worked really well. So, I gotta say, I actually, same as you, I like this movie. I was surprised that I didn't think it was just some dumb, dumb action movie. There was, uh, there was enough there to, <laughs> to overcome the poor choices that were made. Uh, and I think that anytime a movie can overall get it right, I'll give you props for that, you know? Um, the ending was more satisfying, a little muddy, but more satisfying. So, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised by how well they adapted to Jackal for a modern audience. And I think um, minus some nitpicky, like, logic stuff that you're supposed to turn it off anyway on a movie, um, I think it worked really well. So I, I can say this remake should exist. Yeah. I think the ending is more satisfying because they gave us a stronger protagonist. There's someone to, there's someone to root for. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're, you're kind of given, you know, that with... Lonsdale. Lonsdale? Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of given that with Lonsdale, but, like, not enough. Like, he's in the front, but he's it's not, in, like, it's not obvious that, like... <laughs> he's, not, he's not fun. He's not, he's not fun. He's, there's nothing to him. Like, I, I told you, I, I can't describe his personality at all, because it's, like, he's just just there. But, you know, at least, you know, Richard Gere made a choice. Yeah. And it, I don't agree with that choice, but, you know, they did enough with his character where, you know, the confrontation between him and Jackal was satisfying. Yeah. Multiple times. Yes. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And I was really surprised. Like, I kept saying out loud, I was like, I think I like this movie. Like, I just kept saying <laughs> that to Sam. I was like, I'm enjoying this. I'm having a good time. I, I um, I concur. Like, I was thinking the same way as you coming in. I was like, I got to admit, I like it. <laughs> I movie, man. Like, uh, I, it, <laughs> the end kind of pissed me off because I was like, you Come on, guys. I'm, I'm trying to give you... Yeah, I'm still alive! Oh, no, don't do that. Like I'm trying to give you credibility for, like, a, a decent adaptation here. And they, they tried to pull that back, but they... Nah, the, 
the framework was was strong enough to hold. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They did enough. They did, like you said, they did more good than bad. So um, anytime you do that, probably yeah. a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's solid. And I like. I, know, I just remembering this as you were saying your conclusion. Like Bruce Willis in his mustache as the Canadian guy yeah. kind of reminded me of his character in Death Becomes Her. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I really like that. That's a great reference. <laughs> yeah. I, Pleasantly surprised by Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, early work. I mean, most of the work. Well, yeah, most say, of it. Most of it. Honestly, about five minutes where I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, like, that? honestly, like, when he did the, when he said the gay bar, like, I thought, like, maybe this, maybe this is just his, you know, his woman at the hotel. Yeah. Maybe this is just, he's just a gay guy. Like, yeah. that's, what a th- way to go with this. That would have been interesting. Um, it still was 97, so I don't know how, Yeah. unfortunately, you know, I don't know how, how much leeway, but, like, the fact that, there even is a gay character. The fact that yeah. they even make out like that's actually pretty. Yeah, he he fought for that because originally like really? he just killed a gay character and like they did test screenings and like the audience like cheered a little too hard that a gay guy yeah. got shot. So like oh we gotta redo mm-hmm. this. And Bruce Willis is like whatever you do as long as you keep the the scene where we're kissing just keep that in and we'll work it out and then they re-edited it so like he killed him later. That's really cool. That's yeah, really cool. That, that kudos to the I, filming. I think I think it really helped the movie, like the fact that. Um, it was kind of true to the original in that sense. Like, again, we don't know because of how subtle the original is, like, what happened between those two characters. But, like, the fact that they kind of lay it out there in the remake, I think, was actually one of the stronger points to the film. It also it also just plays in the character of the Jackal. Like, well, maybe he's gay. I don't know if he's gay. He could be. Doesn't I don't matter. know. Doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just like Sidney Poitier doesn't know at the end of the movie. Right. I don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Except that he had a vendetta against <laughs> Richard Gere. And even, even like the original Jack was like, I don't, like again, I don't know. Who knows? And that, I think that's the strength of having this like code name character of yeah. uh, just mystery. Um, there were also, I didn't do a, a lot of research on this, but like there's more that was filmed. Like in there, the, in the remake. Oh, the remake. Yeah, there were, there were some more scenes that are, I guess were kind of more one-to-one from uh, okay. the original that were like cut. And I think that um, based off what we saw, that any cut probably made a lot of sense. Because, like, I don't think we missed anything. No, really. I think there was plenty in there. If anything, you maybe cut a few things. But... Yeah. Yeah, and, like, it, it's cool they kept, like, because movies have similar run times, the fact that you have so much more to, like, discuss, like, as much as I like the original, like, I put down two characters. I put down two characters. That's, like, that's all you really got. You know, besides the lady. Yeah, you know, except for the lady, the one lady. Claudette, you know, but it was like, I don't know. Like, I mean, again, just plays into like just how real that would be because mm-hmm. when you have an international terrorist who's going to assassinate the president, yep. it's not going to be just one guy who could figure it out. It's a right. very Hollywood trope. So it makes sense. Okay, we, we need like an army essentially right, right. to figure out like who this it's guy Interpol. is. It's Interpol. It's MI6. Yeah, yeah, know? exactly. All these different agencies. So, yeah, very realistic. It doesn't, you know, just play to those, you know, cliches. But, you know, does it make for a good movie? Mm, depends. Yeah. Right? A lot of people probably will be bored just watching that. Yeah. Stuff. I think a modern audience may struggle with the film. Mm-hmm. I think that for the most part, I think that, like, it's actually a really strong movie. I no, just, it is. And it's pretty bold. Yeah, it's it is. Bold as hell for just doing that. Totally. Totally. It's just... um you got to know what you're in for, right? Like, if someone was like, right. hey, I'm trying to hang out on, like, a Friday and want to watch a movie, I'm not going to say watch this, but, like, 
if you're interested in right. thrillers and want to see kind of like a prototype, like deep, like really decent, beyond decent, like a good right. take on the genre. Yeah, check this out. It's a little dated. Yeah, but it's it's a little dated, but it's it's a very strong take on the genre. Mm-hmm. You know, before we kind of you know solidified, like okay, maybe they should meet a little earlier. Right, right. I mean, that's basically it. You know, and like if they don't, then there's like there's some back and forth between like going locations that could have been uh, skipped, like consolidating the gunsmith in the forger into one character in the remake. That's a strong choice. Like, I think that that would have worked better in the original. Do we need to go see the gunsmith and then go see the forger? Like, I don't, I don't know if we need to do both <laughs> with how much time lasts between that and how much time you spent doing it. So, you know, there some of the consolidation in the remake actually, uh, I think, would have served the original better as well. Mm-hmm. So, ultimately, um, yeah, a decent both films. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pretty, well, I, you know, I'd say the original is good, but I'd say the remake's fun. Yes. Yeah, that's the best way to say it. Like, the original is a good film. Like, it's an objectively good movie. It just isn't that entertaining. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, the movie doesn't have to always entertain you, you know. There's different reactions you can get from film. I mean, we know that from everything we've watched. Um, like, I wouldn't say Insomnia is, like, entertaining. <laughs> it's, like, it's dark in it. It's, uh, it's disturbing. <laughs> but I, I think it's just that, like a film like that is just a little more engaging. It the is. thing is like, we're just following, like I said, very thorough. We're going step by step yeah. by step in that original film, which is yeah. bold. Mm-hmm. Very bold. <laughs> and it like, you know. I, I gotta imagine it's very true to the novel. And I, and I think that director made a good choice by working with like a more unknown Edward Fox at the time because you can't do that with a movie with Bruce Willis and Richard Gere. You can't just be like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to like... You right, know. You, especially if you cast Bruce Willis. You gotta, you right, you have, have to. It's got to be. You got Die Hard in there, you got to put fucking ass. The action that's in the movie like has to be there because you cast Richard Gere and Bruce Willis. Yeah, and, and like we said, that house sequence. <laughs> it's good. That, that's worth the price of admission right there because that scene, uh, when it hits, like I just was not expecting anything to like quote, unquote, move me like that. I was not expecting to be like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. I mean, but you can understand why the jackal's the jackal at that yeah. point. Yeah. It's like, let me, let me. It's <laughs> fucking good. Turn this up. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah it, it was just such a, like, it, it put the character over the top. Yeah. It was like, this guy yeah. is legit. Right, because in the original film, you don't really have anything to, to just show like he's a really good assassin. Mm-hmm. You know he's very methodical in leading up to an assassination. Sure. But we don't, we haven't actually seen him do anything other than some weak action sequences yeah. where he just kind of hits somebody and they die. The, the figuring out who Isabella was, the body count that he puts in that scene, the way he goes about doing it, uh, taking out a major character right. uh, while showcasing some motivation. Like, uh, yeah, it's just, the scene does a lot. And it, it's, it's one of the best. Action sequence I've seen um, in a movie in a while, actually. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Great. So that's what we thought about Day of the Jackal and the Jackal. What did you guys think? Did you agree with us? Did you disagree with us? Please let us know in the comments. Reggie, I think I know what I want to do for the okay. next episode. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. Uh, we just did like kind of suspense, 
thriller action, I guess you could say, if you're talking about the remake at least. But I was going to go for a movie, Flatliners. Whoa! I'm waiting for this one, actually. Flatliners. I know. Beat me to the punch. There we go. So uh, I just I was just looking it up before you arrived, and I was like, Flatliners. Yeah. All right. I don't want to do that because I, well, we'll get into the history. Yeah. Of my history with Flatliners next time, but uh, yeah, our next episode is going to be Flatliners. I, I dig it, man. It's one I've been uh, looking to do. We'll get into my history of it as well, but uh, yeah, nice choice. Cool. Cool. All right, so that pretty much does it for this episode. Thank you so much for watching, for listening. Uh, if you're on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, subscribe. We love the comments. We love reading them and talking with you guys. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and help us grow this little thing we do over here. Absolutely. Yep, you can find us on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Retro versus Remake. Uh, you may have noticed I've been uploading videos, so I'm, uh, I'm catching this up. I'm gonna get this all caught up. Uh, for the years in. So, hey man, love, love all the feedback and uh, we're gonna keep them coming. That being said, I'm Reggie Parker. And I'm Dan Bielek. This has been another episode of Retro, Retro vs. Remake. remake. The, the Irish edition.